Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And this is... The <laughs> Shot Pod! <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was at a concert there. <laughs> Got a little excited. Yeah. It's been so long since I've been to one. I'm seeing <laughs> pictures online of my friends going to see like some local stuff and other things that are that are you know uh, you know tours are starting up again. And it's just like I in my soul it's dead for me because I I don't want how to know. It's just weird. After all these passports and you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. It's like now it's like, oh you're allowed to do it. It's like, well now that I'm allowed to, I don't fucking want to. You know what I mean? That's kind of my oh attitude. My God, so but I do want to. I just, in the back of my head, I do want to go see shows. But it's like, the principle is fuck you. Now that you're telling me I can, I don't really feel like giving you my money. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I had a chance to get I my money last yeah. year, and I wasn't good enough for you because people might get sick. I kind of I have that same feeling. Like, yeah. all the people who are like, well, show me your papers. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really don't want to visit your business. Yeah, now that you don't, you're not asking, I don't want to show you my papers voluntarily. My <laughs> green, red, and purple papers with numbers ah, we, on them. But we got to be careful with that, though, because if it gets to the point where we're just not spending the money, they're just going to change it to a digital currency, throw away all our other money. It's going to be, oh, shit. Now. You see, there's no way to win. No. This is part of the bone grinding that they're doing <laughs> yeah. for the whole New World yeah. Order thing. I'm telling you, man. They're just going to yeah. grind oh, us. Oh, the, tin, the tinfoil. <laughs> Get your tinfoil hat on. Okay. Actually, no, it's funny because uh, we were talking, Tom McDonald's a really funny a guy that we enjoy uh, his music. And yeah. I'm going to admit, I mean, his political stances can be even a little hard right for me. I'll be honest. I, but I like him. I like that he'll stand up and say, part of the few, not the many. Fuck you. I respect it. Um, although the few is becoming 10 million views, 5 million views on videos. It's kind of cool. Um, but he had a video we put out. They put a, him and Adam Calhoun put out a video called New World Order. And, you know, the chorus is all just, you know, get ready. You know, your facts aren't facts if we don't want them to be. Basically, you know, welcome to the new world order where we make the rules. That's the whole idea of the song. So he posted a video of YouTube censoring the video with one of those kind of like the COVID posts on Facebook. It says, that's false contains COVID. It's a twop. You know what I mean? uh, So we've got those posts, right? And on this one, YouTube posted, the new world order is a conspiracy theory. That means, uh, and it it promotes the idea of one world government. That's what it says. So uh, in the video, Tom goes, why are you labeling my video and putting a sense because regardless of the fact that it's getting views somebody will will say oh no little johnny can't watch this you know or it's going to influence somebody not to view it right it's a negative yeah. thing at the, at the end of the day they're putting some just like those parental advisory warnings it used it started as like a you know reason for kids not to get it eventually turned into a reason to get it exactly but, but, exactly. but regardless it, it's censorship of some kind and there was a sales law sales loss because of it so he says how is it a conspiracy theory? And then he posts video, five or six videos of uh, one of them's Biden in the last few weeks talking about us preparing for the new world order. And yeah. he goes all the way back to, what's his name? I think it was fucking Reagan or something like that talking about it. And he's like, so how is this a, sp- a, a theory? There's nothing theoretical about it. It's there. It's this, excuse me, they're talking about it coming. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of, as much as we like to joke about putting our tinfoil hats on, for those of you that really do feel like to believe in conspiracy theories, you need to have that hat on. You know, it's an interesting video to watch. Your political leaders, the people that you trust, that you 
well, we believe that you voted for it in a in a non-corrupt democratic system where nothing is electronically altered because <laughs> that's the world we live in, right? Yeah. You just walked past your unicorn to vote. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry. So uh, in the, in that world that we live in where, you know, we vote in, in a first-past-the-post system and the people go in and then these members of parliament represent our needs and we tell them what we want in our local communities and then they go and they use our take our best interests and they vote on bills and things based on that and then bring people into power. If you believe in all of that stuff, those people that are part of that process talk about the New World Order all the time. So I don't know what's such a theory about it. So I'm kind of with Tom on that. That's my yeah. rant on that. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely not a theory because, yes, we saw videos of Biden talking about but yeah. there are, but there are also videos of Trudeau, and Trudeau has mentioned the New World Order, as yeah. well as the Great Reset 100%. in videos of Parliament. It's like, wait, 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 wait. So this... So this is just supposed to be a theory, but they're literally talking about this. And if you bring this to anyone's attention, it's like, no, 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 no. This is where, and it was literally brought up in a parliament video where there was a member of parliament who, who stood up and said, um, is there any credibility to uh, Carl Strauss? Strauss? Okay. The, uh, the guy from the World Economic Forum sure. who has openly admitted that he's infiltrated the Canadian government. <laughs> on video saying this and so somebody stands up and asks the liberals about this and they shut off his mic and told him to sit down <laughs> like what well there's a i remember when we i think i said this on a, a previous episode i'll say it again um god i missed the days when when you were scrolling through on your tv and the parliament channel was the most boring fucking channel you couldn't imagine a world where you would sit through more than 45 seconds of that when you were a kid. I live for these videos now, especially Pierre Paul Everly. God, I got, I got, <laughs> if I'm going to vote for that motherfucker, I got to learn how to say his name. Yeah. If he ends up... Go Pierre Paul Yeah, Pierre Paul <laughs> From a Quebec. Or from uh, Ottawa. <laughs> Anyways, um, like... I live for his videos because his of his rants. One of my favorite ones, similar to one you were talking about, so they told this guy to sit down and shut up. And of Tom McDonald line, you know, when we were kids, we were told to to stand up for what you believe in. And as adults, we're told to sit down and shut up. Oh, yeah. it's fucking amazing. God, I love that line. But anyways, once again, we told to sit up. So there's a, there's a good example of, uh, did you just fucking see what happened there? Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you see the one where um, Trudeau walks out of parliament? Oh, he doesn't. He's done he doesn't that. answer the questions. He just stands up and fucking leaves abruptly. He's he's done that repeatedly now, especially when it came to the uh, trucker convoy stuff. It was that was the topic at that time. Yeah, was why won't we talk? Why won't you just sit down and it, you don't have to agree to anything? You don't have to not. You just have to sit in a room and see if it's even reasonable. What they want well, is even because you don't. We don't know that they couldn't have gotten in a room and budged and said, you know what, you can keep your mandates. But it doesn't apply to the truckers, or it doesn't apply to this specific trade. Let's leave it for healthcare workers. You know, what I mean? they, they, you don't know if they were willing to compromise. I mean, the Vax Pass thing—they ended up getting rid of everything anyway, at least here in Ontario. But I'm just saying, it's kind of—you know—you don't know where that conversation would have went. Why wasn't he willing to have it? He could have walked out of that room. Yeah, it would have made more of actually. He it would have. You know why? 
Because it would have taken real fucking leadership balls to walk out of that room yeah. to tell the truckers to eat his dick. He can't do that. He's such a spineless cocksucker. Yeah, that's right. I'm fucking <laughs> done being nice to, about this guy. I swear to God. I'm not promoting violence against him. I'm just saying yell mean things at him in the street, okay? That's where we're at. <laughs> but fuck me, this fucking spineless guy. He wouldn't even get in the room because I would almost have a little respect for him if he got in the room and said, fuck you. This vax pass is happening. I don't give a shit if you don't like it. And then he gave them a big angry speech about health and caring about their grandma. Like if he really took that liberal point, like I'm not, I'm, I disagree with all of these things. We all know I'm on the other side of it, but I would respect the man that side up and say, I don't give a shit. This is about public health. And we have this, you know what I mean? If he really gave it to them, <laughs> I could almost say that goddamn Trudeau, what a stonewall he is. Yeah. That's, be, we wouldn't even do that. It was like, he stood up and walked out of parliament. The idea, just the idea of even meeting Set him off, and that's where that's why, I, like, we are so fucked right now. So, I mean, I, I want to talk about uh, one of the biggest things of hypocrisy recently that he did. So, he's in parliament and he's accusing. We won't spend the whole episode shitting on Trudeau. Give it like ten minutes. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we always warm up into our topic with something. This else is first. a great topic to warm up with. <laughs> <laughs> so. During the trucker convoy, he accused conservatives. He confused. He confused as well as accused conservatives who were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, related to Holocaust survivors as uh-huh. as standing with Nazis. Okay. Now yeah. the reason why I bring this up is because now with everything going on in Ukraine, Ukraine has a big neo-Nazi population. In fact, they have an entire battalion of twenty-five hundred soldiers, and uh, there's a photo op of Trudeau <laughs> of Trudeau with the guy who created oh. this neo-Nazi party. So how oh. is it you're going to get mad at conservatives for standing with Nazis when they weren't? And then you're going to go stand with a Nazi. I don't, I don't understand. That guy represents the Social National Party of Ukraine, the SNPU. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> I will plead some ignorance here. Nazi versus neo-Nazi. Can you clear that up for me? Or maybe other people don't know the difference. What's the is it neo just means what like new age like like yeah, I mean, new, obvious, new age, new age obviously Nazi. it's not the forties so you're the, the party don't really exist so it means you're part of the non-existent Nazi party basically right yeah, exactly you're a secret Nazi neo Nazi right yeah kind of okay I'm just trying no because because neo Nazis are still open about it oh just okay yeah yeah like, yeah like the battalion will wear yellow flags on their arms so if you ever see like the soldiers on TV wearing the yellow banners on their arms it's like, they're oh, not okay. the ones it's the yellow and blue. It's the, it's the difference, yeah. right? Um, if you want to move into that territory a little bit, we have not talked about the Ukraine at all. And there's a very good reason why we've waited pff, a month or so since it was newsworthy, I guess. Since it started being like everyone knew about it, right? Half the people in Canada couldn't point Ukraine on a fucking map today. Um, but even less of them could have pointed it out a month ago. Yeah. Now everyone's a fucking expert. So... I always knew where it was because I had several friends from Belarus, which is just north of Well, it. do you remember there was an episode where you were like, oh, yeah, well, this, I believe, is just uh, just just north of here. And then you're like, wait, let me double check. And then you double check. You're like, I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not stupid. Like, I, I mean, 
I, I am stupid with some things, but I, I like geography. I paid attention. I am interested in some, th- some parts of Sometimes my head is just a hat rack. Sometimes. Yeah, I Sometimes yeah. it's just meant for holding my hat on. I uh, I told you about breaking my PlayStation controller. <laughs> so I'm capable of, of that, but I'm not capable. You know, So I, what happened was um, I've my PlayStation controller, I sat beside my bed. I just tired. And I was like, yeah. I'll just set this here. Got up in the middle of the night in the dark. And I was maybe a little bit high on mushrooms. <laughs> I was like, I got a pee. So it was very exciting. So I had to like roll out of bed like really quick. And I slammed my foot down right on the controller and snapped it right in half. So yeah, I'm, that's the stupidity level I'm at on some moments. But then on other moments, I can tell you about geography like a motherfucker. So anyways, um, we've waited because, well, this basically this is a meme that sums it up. The meme that I, I saw the other day was, so the news lied to us about COVID-19 for two years, but everything we're hearing about the Ukraine is true, right? It's a very funny little meme, and it makes you think. We were getting to the point a month ago where we were like, nothing we heard about COVID. Numbers, vaccine numbers, uh, vaccine propaganda, positive or negative. Well, even the crap at the convoy. The convoy. We, we, didn't believe, we, we didn't believe anything we read because the convoy, we had, we had uh, boots on the ground with uh, guests uh, you know, in, in Toronto and other people in, in, in Ottawa, friends of ours. Personal videos of... <laughs> castles and parties and barbecues and you know and then three weeks later there were horses marching through crowds of people because they were apparently nazis all these people were nazis right they're you were racist if you showed up to honk your horn um we also saw videos of residents of ottawa screaming at people for honking you know that was so we got to see what was really going on but the news made it out like they were there basically terrorizing the place like terrorists well this is this is the one thing that uh that I want to tackle all the time, and I'm I'm going to continually tackle. The point is, you can't trust the news. Part of it. So I'm going to continually ta- continually tackle the media all the time. Yeah. There's going to be episode after episode after episode where you're going to hear, oh, the news said this today. Oh, the media said this today. The fan, media said this. If you're today. a fan of CP24, our show might not be for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So like, even when it came down to the convoy, hashtag fuck CP24. So. <laughs> At the convoy, there there was a story of uh, protesters who actually broke into an apartment building and set fire. And then the person who actually set fire was arrested, and he wasn't related to the convoy whatsoever. And the Ottawa police came out to say, yep, he's, there's no correlation to the protest at all. And so the news media had to retract that story and go back on everything they say. But that seems to be the ongoing pattern. It's like, hey, we're going to report on this, and in three months we're going to apologize and retract that story. But as long as we can sway the public opinion enough just to spread our agenda. yeah, Because we all know that the two months later... It, that doesn't it doesn't count, guys. Yeah. Um. Let's talk the ambulance. Remember, ambulance blocked. Somebody died. Couldn't yeah. get to the hospital. Complete bullshit. You know what I mean? Um. They, there's lots of space in the streets. There's, yeah. uh, there was actually an entire section of the trucker convoy. If anybody watched any of the interviews with the people that ran it, I can't remember the lady's name. But either way, there was the leaders of the convoy had met to talk about how they had had it planned out so that trucks would not would come and go so that there was no lack of supply to grocery stores because that was the big thing that was how they sold us that the convoy was evil was that they were going to starve us with their protest while they were there organizing the protest and the bouncy castles and the barbecues and the music and the DJs they were also planning trucks in and out of the city so that there was no lack of supply yeah. they were also planning routes and parking spaces so that tow trucks and police cars and everybody like that could get around it was all part of the plan but you didn't hear about that CP24 didn't report on that 
No, 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 no. Because nobody wants to hear that. They reported on how they were fucking terrorists and they're all Nazis and they were down there yep. slaying children in the streets or whatever the fuck they were lying and, about. And when our prime minister came out to say that people donating to this cause was, was funding terrorism, yeah, yeah. That, that really helped. GoFundMe took all their money and all that shit got dirty that, fast. That helped sway public opinion. And then sure enough, when it comes into the face of the law, the judges were like, Actually, they weren't funding terrorism, and you just can't do what you did. You can't just label them terrorism, and it was actually a protest. That's what I'm declaring this as. And everything kind of blew up, but that wasn't mainstream news. It was just the shit to sway public opinion. And if it did make the news, it was like at the end of the three months later, they'd be like, in other news, you know, you know, we have three minutes left. The credits are rolling at the bottom of the screen. Three months ago, this thing we said is not true. We're retracting it. Everything's fine. Have Anyways, seen, have you ever seen uh, the movie Orgasmo? <laughs> yeah, long time ago. So, so Orgasmo was created by uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the guys of South Park. And it was all about a Mormon becoming a porn star. And the Mormon, there were, there were things that he didn't want to say and he couldn't say and he felt ashamed for saying it. But there was like... There were two villains called the Ass Fuck Twins. And the Ass Fuck Twins came in and they were there to terrorize the things. And then Orgasmo comes in and he has to say, like, I will stop you, Ass Fuck Twins. But he comes in and he's like, I will stop you. And he's like, say the line, say the line, Ass Fuck Twins. So he just kind of rushes it through. And that's kind of like what the medium, <laughs> what the like media it. does like six months later. They're like, oh, yeah, and another news. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, yeah. back to the story of that it's little true. dog that I was talking about. <laughs> so the point of this whole story is that because of all of this, our faith in the Ukraine footage and or mainstream news is a little rustly, is a little, is a little, is a little, uh, it's there's, not, it's not, it's not there. It's not there There's yet. something called fog of war and it's happening on both sides. I'm not going to say Russia's Ooh, the superhero. That's a good one. I haven't heard that. Fog of, that's a fuck. God damn, yeah. you're smart so, sometimes, so Mark. Russia is on one side and yes, they are spewing propaganda as well as you, the entire rest of the, the world. The difference also between them though propaganda. is that Russia is not making any bones about being socialist state and they'll look you right in the fucking eyes and say yeah we propaganda and we <laughs> you know what i mean it's like okay oh i gotta get super racist for a little bit here <laughs> okay just watch the racism so when there are two kinds of drivers that do mean things to me on the road and i respect one <laughs> of them and i don't respect the other and here it is here's my racist rant you can get mad if you want when an indian driver cuts you off or or, or somebody that's brown in general okay I, I can almost respect it because they'll look you right in the eyes, give you a finger and go, fuck you, man. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, they do their thing because they're used to driving. And I, this is, this is true. They're used to driving aggressive. You usually, wherever they came from, I mean, if it's a certain, oh, yeah. certain there's countries, there's totally. no, there's no lights. You yield to your East and your North. Yeah. I, I know some people from Nepal, a friends of mine that were, grew up in Nepal and they, they, they drive here and they're like, let me show you a video of what it was like back home last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So driving conditions are different everywhere. I have a buddy uh, who agreed. is from Colombia who's like, you guys drive very different here. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he made there's... it back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, uh, so anyways, there's this the, the 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 brown people that 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 do the the cutting off or the something aggressive or taking a parking spot and you'll go, "Hey asshole." And they'll go, "Fuck you." Right back. 
And then there's the Asian people that might do something to cut you off or whatever. And they, most of the time, don't seem to have a clue that they're even doing yeah, it. It's, kind it's of a like, little more of an oblivious. Like, yeah. they cut you off and you're looking like, yelling like, what the fuck? And they don't even notice. They yeah. don't even know you're yelling. Maybe you're there honking. There could have been like, like they weren't <laughs> checking their blind spots and they just kind of cut you off. And you're like, uh, I mean, Dan Cook has a big joke about this too. Just like where... Uh, he's literally talking about Asian drivers coming into his lane, and he's like, um, hello. He's, he says, this is what every good white guy says when... Exactly. Um, hello. hello. <laughs> so anyways, my point is, the evil that fucks me and looks at me and says, I'm fucking you, I can handle and respect more than I can handle uh, lies, propaganda. I will lead you this way, but I really want you to look this way. You know, this, this, this fog of war, cloudy, whatever we want you to believe. Put on your tinfoil hat and do some internet research so you can actually figure out what's going on. I'd, I, I don't want it. At least when they're like, yeah, uh, we'll torture people if they fuck with our government. Also, don't go into the Ukraine. It's ours. You know what I mean? It's just... It's boom. It's it's to the point. I don't agree with his human rights. Russia's a horrible place. I'd never lived there. I'm not saying that what he does to his people is good. I'm not condoning anything about Putin. I'm not condoning anything about this shit. I'm just saying he says what it is. People can leave if they want. You want to leave? Go to another country. I mean, I mean, the, the worst part about it all is, it's it's games of politics, and the people in Ukraine are suffering. The only people who lose in war are the people. So yeah, the, we 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 got to agree right away that all the war is is a bunch of rich people sending poor people to die for them. Yeah. Cassius Clay, or Muhammad Ali, as he was known after, said flat out, I will not be sent on a plane to go kill other poor people. It was one of the best lines ever yeah. when he was refusing to be uh, drafted into the... Uh, my... Uh, Vietnam or Korea. <laughs> Fuck! Mind uh, farting. Whichever one he was alive or I think it was... I'm going to go with Nam because I was watching F is for Family. Yeah. And, and he was, no, he was in Korea. So Nam would have been the one after, right? No, he was, <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, I'm really, see, like I said, I'm smart with geography, but. The Vietnam War. It was Vietnam. Okay. So anyways, yeah, he was like, fuck that. I'm not going to do that shit. And, uh, you know, but without soldiers volunteering to do that stuff, our freedom wouldn't be where it is. So it's a real, it's a real interesting situation. So yeah. the thing with Russia and the Ukraine kind of just goes like this. Russia's a bad place, but Russia makes all their money, as you said, with oil. Yeah. And their oil flows through the Ukraine to get to them. So the UN started showing a bunch of interest and pulling political backdoor deals to get the Ukraine part of NATO, which would be very poli basically political and social suicide for Russia. Yeah. Now, Russia's a shitty socialist place that does things that we as Westerners don't condone to their people and the way they run things. Is it their right to do it? Well, they are their own country, so I don't know. Uh, they, they do their thing. So, you're poking a bear. It's, you know what that's kind of like to me? That'd be like me. I'm skinny and I'm white. Okay? That'd be like me going down to Green Bay and Scarborough. Okay? And just walking down the street and selling drugs. Walking down, hey, you need drugs? Hey, you need drugs? Does that sound like a good idea to go to one of the parts of town where the most drugs is probably sold <laughs> and just start selling drugs and just being like, well, I know there's a lot of people that like drugs down here, so I think I'm just going to start selling them. I'm not worried about the police. I'm worried about the other drug dealers, yeah. okay? So that's, you know, like, is it good that they're there selling drugs? Is is it is that okay that a Green Bray is the spot to go, you know, get a hit of smack? Is that, is that, a, no, it's horrible. It's not a good fucking thing, but... 
It's there. It's not going anywhere. It's been there forever. It's, you know what I mean? Like the drug trade exists. That doesn't mean you should go in and start poking that bear. Yeah. And so that's kind of where that is. So that's why, so a lot of people would say, well, the UN should be spreading because it's, you know, they, what are they promoting? Peace and unity and all that stuff and one world government. What? What was that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they, they are. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, well, then they should because then they would take over, the Ukraine would become more peaceful and blah, 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 blah. And then it, Russia can done a deal with their own problem. Like, it's, it's just one of those don't poke the bear situations. Yeah. Get in a room and talk about it. No, they didn't do that. They just started doing backdoor deals. So the Ukraine people are the ones losing in the end. But is Russia defending its only financial source of income, its main source? Of, that'd be basically like someone finding a way to siphon tr trees out of Canada, trees would, and fresh water. It would water almost be like your prime minister, you know, cutting off your bank account. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny that I'm sitting here going, Russia's a horrible place and the things they do to their people. And it's funny because we're starting to do the same shit. And I'm not kidding. This is not an exaggeration. That whole people getting their fucking accounts oh, frozen man. over the go putting the GoFundMe in for the trucker thing. Yeah. That is some Russia level shit. Yeah. The cops go into your house. Now in Russia, they might kick the door down and scare you, put a gun in your mouth. They knocked on the door and just made sure that they, you knew that they knew where you lived, what you posted, and that it was wrong. Dude. So there's no gun in your mouth, so it's better. But is it that fucking oh, different, Mark? So, so there, oh, I'm getting so sorry. I gotta videos, calm down. So there, I videos, need to go smoke weed. I'll be right back. <laughs> so there are videos of European Parliament, and I mean everybody just starts cutting up Trudeau. They're like, okay, is this what you call a democracy? Because you are showing the opposite of what a democracy is, and like. It was so funny because everybody's cutting him up to his face. And then, you know, the majority of parliament clears out and uh, and then Trudeau gets up to plead his case, you know, like, well, they were protesting against me and uh, <laughs> and then I was campaigning and they were yelling at me in the streets. And then <laughs> my dad's not really my Show dad. Show us where the bad man touched you. My, my dad's not really my dad. <laughs> We all know it. <laughs> I had such a confusing childhood. Fidel would send presents every Christmas, but I didn't know why. Anyways. Yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting because you know how the U... What is the U... <laughs> What is the UN's big thing, right? They won't let certain countries... Like, remember when China became part of the UN and it was all this kind of like... Um, Fuck those guys for their human rights. You know, they do bad shit. Remember Tiananmen Square? Like, everybody yeah. everybody had an opinion on this kind of stuff. And it's like, we won't basically break bread with people that torture their own people, right? And it's going to, or, or do things that are a human rights violation. And Trudeau is now on that list. We might be kicked out of the fucking UN if he keeps doing what he's doing. Although we're, not, he, we're not on the UN. Remember, he paid oh, China $10 million right. to get a UN seat to get their support. Right, 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 right. And we didn't get their support. Fuck, man. It was, it's just kind of funny because, like... We just show up to the meetings like, hey, pick me over here, over yeah, here. We're not... Trudeau's like, hey, It's not going to happen. They're just like, <laughs> you, uh, you're freezing bank accounts of people? Like, working people, people that own businesses, right? Did they murder, kill, or break any laws? Oh, they broke laws that you made up 60 days ago. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Oh, they're not laws yet. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, all right. No. <laughs> you're not invited to the party. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because, like... 
it's it, like we were this this kind of just this conversations opened my eyes because we were talking about uh, shitting on Russia and I'm like yeah freezing people's bank accounts showing up at their house scaring them letting them know that they weren't watching you that's a that's a Russian way to be that's the fucking way it is in these some of these places now, like I said they're not putting a gun in your mouth yet you know what I mean and I'll be honest with you if you saw some footage from Ottawa of the horses going through fucking people or if you saw some European footage of the police driving uh, uh, what are those things called uh, the Opal Astra right through a fucking people and clipping them with the bumper I'm talking 10-15 kilometers an hour yeah. hitting people you know what I mean yeah yeah. H how different is the first world from the fucking third world right now the starving is the line okay we're not starving although it's expensive for gas and shit we're not starving I'm just saying for but the, shortages the way coming. we're being treated by our you will call them police I call them local militia at this point yeah. Is getting out of hand, you know. Like, I'll give you know what? We live in the Durham region, and um, everybody who everybody kind of knows that the Durham Regional Police is kind of the laughing stock of the police community in Ontario. There's a lot of uh, human rights issues. There's a lot of uh, a lot of lawsuits. There's a lot of shit that goes on. But I'll be honest, the Durham region's like <laughs> fucking awesome these days compared to the shit that I see, you know, with Ottawa and what's going on in Europe. I'm pretty grateful. I'm like, hey, you know what? They might plant drugs on people every now and then, but at least they're catching murderers. <laughs> give, so, them, give them some I mean, credit. It's social media. It, we 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 mentioned before, like I wish MySpace was around instead of the centralized hubs oh, where I everybody's agree. posting shit. Hashtag bring back MySpace. <laughs> because so just before we actually started podcasting today, we saw we saw the video uh, titled that uh, Reddit uh, <laughs> people people on Reddit were posting pictures of soldiers in Ukraine, which led Russia to know their whereabouts and bomb them, and they got fucking bombed. Over a hundred dead soldiers. Yeah, because of people on fucking Reddit. Because of social media. Now I gotta Hashtag bring back MySpace. <laughs> Props. I'm sorry. Props, Russia. Well played. That's war. That's it. And they won. It's chess. It's fucking chess, man. Like you're gonna say, you know, and this is why. Oh, this is such a touchy subject, and and I'm gonna get criticism for it. I mean, we can shit on we can subject. shit on Russia all we want, but do you see their people posting where the soldiers are hanging out? Nah, because they're scared. You no, know that's I mean? not true. You, no, you can. You can find that. Yeah? Yeah. It's not on, like, the main platform. I guess just the Ukraine or the UN or whatever is not evil enough to act on it. So, so uh, maybe not, or maybe just people just aren't looking. Because, well, because there's an app called Telegram, and it's a messenger thing. And there's an entire channel of, okay. like, Russian soldiers posting shit. Oh, okay, this is okay, the okay, okay. Oh, we're here, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I can't, you know what? So, once again, they win because they're like, here we are. Go ahead and try. Yeah. We got people in a 10 mile, 10, 10 mile radius around this base yeah. waiting for you motherfuckers. We got satellites that we paid a lot of money. We were, you know, Sputnik was the first fucking thing in space, right? Did you forget that we were there first, you stupid Western bastards? We've been there for fucking See, 60 years. I mean, that's a very, very scary thing because... Putin is threatened. And they're still putting satellites. You know, there's a satellite yeah. every six minutes owned by Russia. If you watch this guy, every six minutes, something owned by them goes by. I read this. Yeah. It's fucking there, there was, uh, crazy. Their space program's always been ahead of its game. Yeah. But that's the scary thing because uh, 
Putin actually came out with a threat a while ago saying that if there is Western intervention, then we will see a war the likes of which we'd never seen before. And so with that being said, it's like, okay, since the first world war, it's, it's been a hundred years. How far do we think weapon development has come in Russia? We don't know. We don't know what's going on. They, they did, well, they did advertise that they have the biggest nuke, like the nuke with the biggest explosion. I, I wouldn't be worried about nukes. I would be worried about, um, I would worry about like literally shut, they'll shut the internet down. No, they're, they're, they'll just start turning satellites off and blowing things up in the, uh, up in space. Because they have the technology to pinpoint it. You know what I mean? Like, they've literally, they've been at... Imagine the fucking defense system Russia must have if they put Sputnik up there in the fucking... What was that? 1955 or some shit? Yeah. It's insane. We're talking 80 years of development. And the Cold War, they had guns to... That's the other thing. Our scientists here go home to cushy fucking houses with mom, with their, with their kids. The, the, the guys over there have a gun to their head and they work until their, ha their hands bleed and they die of overwork. And then they just get the next smartest guy in there. Like, yeah. it's insane. So when you're working at that level, like, I don't even want to know what they're capable of. I'm yeah. telling you, this is not a bear you want to poke. You want to sit down with this bear well, and see how you can get around it so that they can keep their oil and Ukraine can be free. You don't want to just show up and tell well, them what okay. to do. So, so scary thing. When you say you're not even worried about uh, nuclear war, so I'm not because it would we wouldn't even it would be one and that'd be it. So with that said, Russia uh, what's there has, to worry about? Has uh, what are they called? The I don't know. And the government would never tell you know, us. There's, there's no like, going to tell us like a if they're for the people shit. that carry around the briefcases. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they call them. But Russia has three of those guys, and one of them's Putin, and the other two guys have kind of vanished, uh, I think, as of like 11 days ago, which means they're in hiding, which means their whereabouts are unknown, but they have those cases. Like I said, I don't worry about it because we're, like, it's, you you saw what the A-bomb did to Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Okay, so that was 1945? And their shadows are still imprinted in their concrete. You still can't live in those cities without getting radiation checked once a year. Yeah. And yeah. most people have what's considered a livable amount of it. Yeah. Five fingers. But if you're on cancer, like, it's very common things in those areas. Nobody, no, but, nobody's scared about but it. In, it's in, just the way it is. Yeah, but So in picture this 70 fucking years later. Well, we would literally, by the time it launched and hit, we would be like, do you hear, hey, do you hear that? And that'd be it. It'd be, it'd be fucking all over. No, 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 no. See, that depends on where it lands. So right now, all Trudeau is doing in terms of Canadian support are, are one, sanctions, and two, sending weapons and vehicles over to Ukraine. So there's no direct involvement. But if the U.S. gets directly involved... That's why I'm not worried. If it, if it hits literally the most southern tip, if it hit El Paso, Texas, we're still done. No, 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 no. Yeah, we it's are. No, it's not going to go that big. No. 70 years. Okay, you, uh, once again, you saw the Hiroshima Nagasaki yeah. footage that everybody's seen. Yeah. 70 years later, the amount of control they have over that radius... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally just be like, oh, I don't want that place to be there. No, anymore. I would, it would take. Yeah, it would t they they would take out a couple states because they sure, they but. know that if they send one little one, they're going to retaliate and wipe them out. So they're going to make sure it counts wherever it is, so that they can't retaliate. That's yeah. why I'm not worried about it because they know if they make the first move, it's it's over. It's the planet will change forever. We will have it'll be you know that area. It will be unlivable. The death toll did, will be did huge. You remember? Like, it's just, it, it would change the planet. The whole thing becomes a post-apocalypse Netflix movie the fucking second they press it. And everybody with those cases is aware of that. So, yeah, they're talking a big game. But 
I'm a firm believer that men like to talk about how big their dicks are way more than they like to whip them out on the table and, and measure. That's just the way we are as, as, as people. And let's be honest, half the problem with the world is that men run it. So we're all sitting in a room right now talking about how big our dicks are. But no one's dick is on the table, Mark. And until there's a dick on the table, nobody's doing shit. Because as no, soon as see, that's where no, that's all that's my yeah. that's my point. That's all I'm yeah, saying. No, so talk, but, talk, 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 talk. They'll but shut when off it came the to that, When it came to that with Russia, it started out as talk, 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 and then came the invasion of Ukraine. And then Look, oh, they're not gonna take Crimea, and then they took Crimea. And it's like, oh, okay. Every time they're talking, they're like, okay. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. We're gonna move here. But and that and and the nuke thing is at the end of that line. You know it's what I mean? That's why I'm, it's the end game. Did Marvel prediction? Can we? No, but can we? <laughs> oh, I hate. I actually. You're you're right with the Marvel, but end, for me, end game is not a word to, associated to Marvel. Okay. To take out half of everything. First off, <laughs> in night two thousand and one, the Sonic comic had the end game saga. Yeah. Which was Robotnik dying. Okay, way before any of this fucking Marvel <laughs> shit, number one. Number two, in Star Wars, I love the moment when Maul and Ahsoka are on Mandalore and Order 66 is like right about to happen. And she looks at him and goes, he says, um, Anakin has long been groomed for his role to help the galaxy be remade. And she goes, your vision is flawed. Like she's just in complete denial. And he goes, no, Lady Tano, it's the end game, man. And then, and then he says, that's right, the end game, and they fade out. It's a really good scene. Yeah. So that's what, I, when you say end game, like, that's what I picture Putin in a room, dressed up like Darth Maul, um, saying, yeah, it is but, the end. I mean, and I just can't see it happening, dude. The amount of shit they would have to go. I think they would fuck with our technology. They would shut the internet off. They would cut off communications. They would send a missile to the, out in the water and blow up a little boat or take out a drone. You know what I mean? Like, when I start seeing drones drop... Then I'm worried. So I just think of it as more And like, I mean a lot of them. I mean like every U.S. drone just all of a sudden gets shot down within a hundred mile radius of the Russia border. That's when we need to get in the fucking basement and lock the doors and build shelters in the backyard. That's that scary shit. Yeah. I don't see it happening. Well, I mean, I hope it's all good news. I hope I actually hope that like something happens in, in way of remaining neutral and it all just kind of stops. And then, I mean, they would still impose their sanctions and there would have to be discussions around that because, uh, I mean, regardless, Russia's been in talks with China, Brazil, India, and a few other countries to form their own bank and kind of stay on, like, the eastern side of things. And, like, I mean, that was... Bankrupt us in two years. They did that. You think... Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We would, it would destroy the West. There's no way... They, we would go to war with them for doing that. If they actually set that up, they will sever them being able to trade with our currency right away. Yeah, but I don't know if that would bankrupt us. Like, you are like, you are underestimating our reliance on foreign natural resources. And it's oh, not because no, no, I mean, I it's mean, not okay. we don't have them. It's I because mean, we just we're in bed with these with, people. With, with okay, so yes, when it when it comes down to so we we, we would just tell China the four billion forty trillion dollars we owe them. We're just like fuck you, you're not getting it if they do that. Yeah. And then they would backtrack awfully quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because uh, one of our biggest trade partners is China, right? So, yeah, I think they are our biggest. Yeah. Honestly, like everything's made in China. There's that, and uh, it's <laughs> My not just fucking pencils with the lead that keeps breaking. Fuck. <laughs> Every and the funny thing is, is that you don't realize everything is actually made in China. Um, it's just assembled here. Everything in your car is made in China. Yeah. Everything, the battery, the plastics. 
Wasn't the, uh, the computers, the yeah. chips and the computers. And the that's case, why there's the massive chip shortage. The case currently for the computer. The metal that's on the back of the accelerator pedal. The antenna that goes on the top of your car. Everything is made in like you know what I mean? It all comes here to get assembled. Like your TV. You know, it says made in China. Never mind. That's not even I'm trying to think of something that's made. your guitar. You buy an American made guitar. The wood is from here. The metal on the frets, made in China. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The um See, I wish I was a good impressionist. I could just be like China. The way Trump said it, I can't say it like the way. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> China. 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 I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I'm China. I know Trump. Impression. Yeah, we don't do good. We, we, we try to do Arnold impressionations there. Impressionations. Wow. Impressionations. I'm making up fucking words now. There you go. Jesus Christ. I'm half a beer English in. is hard. English. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was okay. You know, one of the funniest things on the planet um, is to watch the Star Wars prequels, but you watch them with subtitles in another language. So get it in Mandarin and then watch it with English subtitles. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I got loud there. It's honest to God. And it's got to be the prequels. It's yeah. got to be the prequels. I've All I've seen is is memes. All I've seen. It's I, like, did, I saw pictures recently. Have yeah. you, you know those things where it's like I got a bot to read 10,000 hours yeah. of Batman comics? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like it wrote a Batman script. You know, Batman is the knight. Batman is also no parents. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred likes a joker. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it, but it's it's funny. It's well done. I feel like that's what it's like. Like the, there's a scene where the, the whole, um, you're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like, I can't remember, but they're basically like, you've been a good dog, but so, not a good enough dog to get a treat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something, yeah. And he's so, like, this is ridiculous. How can I be a good dog and not get a treat? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. So, we need to watch it. We need to sit around and smoke a little bit of weed, have a couple beer, and watch Revenge of the Sith in Mandarin with English subtitles one night and just make a night of it. It'd be the great, greatest <laughs> night of our lives. I, it's funny how these these translators work. So, it's because one word can mean five, six well, yeah. things so, in other languages. So as a as a musician, I tried to write my own Spanish song. So I was like, let's see if I can pull this off. You wanted a Latina chick, eh? Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, I get it. So I, if I can learn so, one, write one Spanish song, this Latina chick will go home with me. So I'd I'd figure out what I wanted to say in English, then I would translate it into Spanish. Shame then, on you, Mark. And then I would take that same translation and then put it from a Spanish to English translator, <laughs> and I would see how far off it was. That's fun to do. I've done it with Google a few times. Yeah. So I've done that, uh, and I, it, it basically each line you have to I run. I want to do it right now. So I basically just... each line you have to run through a translator like three times. And by the time I was done, I had, I think, a couple verses done, and then I showed it to a couple Spanish friends, and they said, like, wow, that was that's really good. And I was oh, like, oh, oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, it would have been a funnier story if they laughed at you and said, so you like <laughs> sucking off the mailman? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. This what did you I... want to do to the shoe? So what? you, right here, you, I'm assuming you want to talk about being in love, but it says you want to make love to the mailman. Just say, <laughs> yeah, you might want to, yeah, that would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I, it, it's got a lot to do with our language isn't a real language. 
You know what I mean? Like, it really truly it's, isn't. It's been minority reported from, like, so many different... I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm as white as they come, and I only speak English. Um, but I've, I'm not ignorant to other languages. I know I can pick... An Asian person can... I'm pretty good with this, actually. Be, and I did this because my bass player at Adam and Evil was from Hong Kong. And he lived there till he was 15. And he came here, so he had a real... You know, his entire childhood was over there. Uh, come here. He used to come here for the summers. So then his dad wanted him to have a proper education, and he might have gotten in trouble with... Uh, government in Hong Kong. Might have. So, uh, which isn't hard to do because basically if you don't pay the triads off, they'll go to the government and the government will fuck you another way if you get protection from somebody else, which is kind of went down. Like, who wants to live like that? Yeah. Also, he says it feels like it's raining every day because there's so much pollution. You just go outside and you get wet. It's just a day. <laughs> you go outside and you walk and your face and then you walk for 20 seconds uh. and you wipe your face off and it's wet because of the pollution. It's just the way it is. And some days yeah. it's very wet and some days it's not so bad. Yeah, that's just normal. Yeah. Ah, that's fucking Hong Kong, bro. Yeah. It's the people stacked on people. Anyways, um, so he told he kind of sat me down and we talked a lot. You know, he was in my band, so we spent a lot of time writing and hanging out and brotherly shit. And I got to learn. You know, I, as a person could come up to me and uh, talk, and I can pretty much pick out where they're from, unless it's a, one of those kind of hidden away Asian countries. You know what I mean? I can get Korea. Japanese, you know, Japanese accent is different than a Mandarin accent. It's different than a Cantonese accent, which is different than a Mandarin sticks hick accent, which is different than a, a Shanghai accent, which is different than the Hong Kong accent of Cantonese, which is a little different than how it is when they come over here. Someone that was born here. So anyways, you learn to hear some of this stuff and I got pretty good at it. Good enough to the point where I don't feel like an ignorant racist white asshole. You know what I mean? And uh, some of the, I'd love to go to the, I wanted to go back with him. If he ever went back and I could afford it because it's like two and a half G's to fly there and back. I said, uh, Sam, I'd love to go back with you. And just, just to, you know, hang, I mean, I, I don't know any, I just hang out with him and just experience that. You know, I went to um, Mexico a, a two times and I, I don't stay on a resort and go to McDonald's. I, if people that do that, honestly, you're a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. You just love wasting money. You know, <laughs> seriously, go to Texas and get a McDonald's there and drive home. Like, what are you doing? If you're going to go somewhere for vacation, experience that place. So I'd go to Mexico and we went to the poor part of town. I went to fucking, I went to Domino's pizza and they made me a Domino's Mexican pizza where they don't, they don't actually have tomato sauce. They just do salsa for everything. It's the greatest thing ever. There's no <laughs> tomato sauce on the pizza in fucking Mexico. It's just salsa. That's their tomato sauce. I love it. So, you know, I had a, a guy try to sell me a 13-year-old girl while I was walking through an alley that I probably shouldn't know. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this yeah. up, bro. I had, like, a guy, hey, man, you partying tonight? Hey, buddy, come here, man, you partying? Uh, hello? Yo, come here, man. You like what you see? And there's, like, these fucking, like, 13-year-olds all hanging out up against the wall, smoking cigarettes. So I was like, I, I just kept walking. Like, this fucking nasty part of Mexico, okay? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fun. And I got to experience things. Um, you know, I went to a flea market where nothing was written in English. So I had to go up and, like, bring in a translator and talk to these guys. And they see me that I'm white and I don't know well, how to like, speak You're Spanish. like, all I know is cerveza. Yeah, and they're, and they're just like, we're going to get money out of this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, yeah, take my fucking American money. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It was fun. So, I mean, you got to be careful down there because, like, Canadians, a lot get of Canadians killed. Yeah. die there. This is before that. This is 2011. I'm going to go with 11. Okay. 10 or 11, I went. Um, I've traveled much since then. I got divorced in 2015. And, uh, and it all went downhill from there, folks. But up, up, but up, up. No, I, I, don't, I just don't travel <laughs> to places like that anymore because I don't care. I you know just don't care. Yeah, like I did yeah. a lot of shit for her. I did a lot of stuff. Dude, I, I mean, that for kind her of, and I was living with my mom and dad actually when I went to Mexico. I, I was still I, living at home. So I was only like eighteen. I mean, we got to talk about this in in like relationships part two, and and we'll okay, we'll, we'll I, expand on we, this. In, we in, have in, a bunch of shit to talk about. We talk about Eric being a guest star and my friend Mandy being a guest star. Yeah. 
in the future because she loved the sports thing and wanted to talk about sports shit. Is he uh, huge? She probably knows more than we do. Uh, can't, wait, where you t- when you were talking about Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 she's into tennis and shit, so she yeah. can do like okay, girl cool. sports stuff. All right. And then the other thing was we went to music business management together. She's okay. my old music college buddy, cool. and she worked for Network, which is a company in Vancouver. Yeah, and she and she was a really. Anyways, she's very. She knows a lot about the industry, and we wanted to talk about the music industry. And of course, because she's a girl, yeah. it would. And she dated a bipolar guy, yeah. so it would be great to have her. We have so much to talk about, so we'll talk about her and Eric for sure. So but the, yes, relationships so part two. One, it's got to come in relationships part two. Multiple one, one, people have told us they want it. One thing I want to talk about specifically is just the the aftermath effects of relationships. So like you were saying, like you oh, don't- well, like me right now? You're depressed <laughs> as hell because she fucking left me? If you're listening, <laughs> would you please call? Uh, she's not going to call and I don't no. think she listens. Okay. So anyway, it's just like the, the destruction that kind of goes on. So even- for me, who I am, I I used to be this guy that was like, you know, I forgot that I'm single for 45 seconds. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark. Fuck's <laughs> No, but so when when you look in your Facebook memories and uh, you see, back- oh, I can't wait for this year for that. Oh God, <laughs> pictures of this, and she's so beautiful too. So yeah, but- it's gonna be so bad this coming summer. So oh, there she is. Ah, oh, fucking don't. Uh, just gonna suck. So when you see your Facebook memories, and I'm referring to just who you are, not not past relationships. Like, I can see past relationship posts all the time, and I just, I, I ignore them. You are a god amongst men. I, I cannot them. fucking do that. I, I ooh, but, yeah. Can't do but it. to look at the happy and chipper person I was, I'm like, oh, look at that guy. He had so much energy. He was outgoing. He was, he was, he put himself out there, and now it's like, Fuck that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. I, I, if, I, I if do I get... knew that version of me, I would slap the shit out of me. And even still, if that guy knew who I was today, he kicked the shit out of me. It'd be like, I nah, agree. It's fucking. You would think that you would see happy you and get like, oh, me, 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 me. Yeah. but no, I literally look at me and I go, and where did that get you? That's what I do. That's <laughs> the what look I do. on your face as you said that was very Al Bundy. And it's just fitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd that get? You? That's what uh, you do again. Yeah, I do. That was. I. That's how I truly fucking feel. Like I, I look at me. Perfect example. Memory came up of a few marches ago. I put this gig on at the Atria. It was a very, very successful gig. Um, fuck, man. Fuck, I forget we used to make money doing this. I charged ten at the door. It was, I had an acoustic act I was drumming for, my friend Carol and Eric, and yeah. she was a songster. She could sing like uh, the girl from Florence and the Machine very well, and she loved Flo, so yeah. she would cover their stuff. So we would do Dog Days, and we would do, uh, fuck, that's a good song, and the melody's in my head, and I just can't think of the time. Anyways, we used to do a couple of really good songs by Flo, and um, we'd do... You know, just that folky kind of shit. We would do Lord. We'd do yeah. Royals, you know, and she could kill it. So I had her up, and then I did a set of my my own shit. I got a hip-hop guy come up, and it was great for fucking gig. Have you heard Weird Al's, with aluminum foil, foil? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that. Okay, good. Um, but, uh, I mean, even still, that that's actually depressing for me, too. I have mentioned in another episode where my voice isn't what it used to be. Like, everybody can hear me talk and think, okay, I have a broadcast-quality-sounding voice. But when it comes to singing, I used to have people say, oh, wow, you can do Scott Whalen. Oh, wow, you can do Daniel Johns. Oh, wow, you can do Chester. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that anymore. I can sing maybe 
30 or 40 seconds of a song and my voice is gone. And I've gone to a throat doctor voluntarily, had a camera shoved up my nose who said, your vocal box is fine, so it's something else. And I have no idea what it is. And it is very depressing. Mm. I got to say, ah, maybe you're just not singing enough. I don't know. I could be wrong. But like, I just, it like, I get like when me and Eric go on our little, you know, we've had all these lockdowns. So when yeah. we go on lockdown, I'm not at home practicing. I you normally just take, play guitar. I don't sing a lot when I'm alone because I'm embarrassed about it. I still try it. to sing in the car basically every day and I can sing for a little bit and then my voice cuts out. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if you're right, trying, if you're doing it in the car every day, yeah. that's, that's not much different than going out. Like I used to go to open mics. Twi- yeah. I tried to go twice a week and then I noticed like ma- like songs that I wouldn't touch, like Royals. Like I would never play that song. <laughs> if someone said, play Lord, I would laugh at them. Uh, I now regularly cover. That's a bit rude. <laughs> uh, I now regularly cover that song where you just loop that you just do that with your fucking mouth and you loop it in the thing and then you just play D and yeah. I think the chorus is a D and a G when it gets low and uh, that kind of life's just not for us I'd fuck with that song all day <laughs> and then I also cover uh, Blank Space and I do Taylor Swift's version and uh, there's a heavy version and I do yeah. add some distortion but so I do I do that that song is hard man. and I do Closer the Chainsmokers and Halsey I would never before I went started really going out and giving it at these open mics. Gangster's Paradise, I used to cover uh, at karaoke, but I'd never say, i just do the money and power, money, you know that part? i just rap it, and then the choruses, I wouldn't do shit. Now I go up and I fucking do, har- I do the harmonies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got that confidence from playing with Eric and then also from going out to open mics because you get the mic and you've got all that stuff, and there was some bad nights. There was some nights where I'd had two or three beers to lose the the scary edge of going up and then realize once I got up there that it wasn't enough and suck. Or I'd have five or six to take off the edge and realize it was too much and get up there and not be able to remember the words. There was some bad nights. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it could just be age. I, I think it's all that could be a thing too. I not, not, very, not like, uh, look at you think James Hetfield is singing like he did on Ride the Lightning when no. he was in his forties. I mean, you're going to be 40. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut Oh. I'm not trying to say that <laughs> you're old, Mark. I'm just trying to say the big 4-0 yeah, is yeah. just around the Gemini corner. I mean, it's corner. good that we're talking about music now because there was an icon who just passed. Oh, shit. Let's get to that right Let's now. Let's get to it right so now. So it started, yes, this was just yesterday, so it's pretty fresh for us. It was well, when I found out, at least. it was No, it wasn't the day before yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was the day before. Um, I just thought he Taylor Hawkins quit the band. I saw a video on my on Facebook come up and said Taylor Hawkins' final performance with the Foo Fighters. And I went, oh shit, did he quit? And I didn't know. Oh fuck, I don't really care about the Foo Fighters that much. Yeah, probably did. I love Dave. I saw his Hot Ones episode the other day. I was yeah. loving it. You know, Dave's a good guy. I, I, I told you my favorite MTV Cribs was this one where they were going to Dave's house. And... Dave was in a big mansion in the Hollywood Hills, and this is in the early 2000s when that was a cool thing. He's probably living in a little house now. You know, He's a lot more humble. Um, and he was like, do you want to go visit Taylor Hawkins, my buddy, my best friend? Yeah. And we'll do an episode at his house too. So they went to Taylor's house with the crew, and Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was there drumming, barbecuing, and having a drum in Are his- Are you sure it wasn't Will Ferrell? <laughs> I, now I should Chad go. Smith would slap me for that, but Will Ferrell would I will of, say the drumming gave away that it was not Willie. <laughs> and the guy was very not funny. So it was actually, uh, Chris is quite funny. Or Chad, sorry. Chad's quite fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, in this episode, now you got Dave, 
you got fucking Chad and you got Taylor all hanging out. It was one of the coolest episodes. And I mean, I've seen so many countless other videos of them backstage just like that. Uh, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater was the one that shared the, the thing that hit me the most. He said he went to a Foo's show. Of course, everybody in the band loves Dream Theater. They're yeah. one of those bands that all musicians like. But then when they mention it to their like fans, fans are like, who's that? You know what I mean? That's yeah. Dream Theater. All the men, the men that know real music, that play, that, you know. Any man who's ever heard a, a, tr a Bach track, like an actual sat down and played an entire Bach song, they like Dream Theater. Those are the people <laughs> we're talking about. Okay. So those people, you know. So, so for a guy from that band, that band that you love so much, like Rush is like the mainstream version of that band. Rush is the only band that made it on the million selling level. That's that band that all your musician friends like that no one talks about. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the level. So anyways, he went to a show and just talked about the experience of Taylor being like, oh, you're in one of my favorite bands. You're like my favorite drummer. And just like eating it up and taking his kids back and just fucking with Mike's kids. You know what I mean? Just how, oh. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about conspiracies. Well, just before we do, just before we do, I, I still think it's funny that, you know, he was a guy that was drumming for Alanis Morissette. And then, you know, Dave approaches him like, hey, do you want to drum for Foo Fighters? And he was just trying it, trying it out for a bit in the beginning. He was just trying, and he just stuck with it. And, like, I just picture Alanis going, fuck, now we need a new drummer. Well, so Alanis had cut Jagged Little Pill yeah. in 1994. And not a lot of people know this, but good segue once again. Chad Smith... Flea and at the time Dave Navarro from the Red Hot Chili Peppers all played on that record. They yeah. played on You Learn, they played on You Ought to Know, they played on it didn't play ironic. Um anyways. So they went on tour. That record blew up, right? She didn't expect it. She was a pop star. Yeah. Before that, Atlantis put out and actually the producer for Adam and Evil made that record. <laughs> I I remember I used to go to his place in Hamilton and big fucking poster him and Alanis yeah. and their fucking gold Canadian record this is his pride and joy so anyways Alanis she was a very Janet Jackson Robin you know I like going out and partying tonight gonna drink with my girls that's the kind of shit she was doing okay very uh, very 90s synth pop Robin Sparkles from How I Met Your Mother is based on Alanis's original Canadian personality. That entire thing is based on her. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it failed. You know, there was a fight with the marketing. There's some legal shit. She gets dropped. She gets picked up by Maverick. And her, I think, I can't remember the guy's name, Glenn Ballard, maybe? I don't fucking remember. Gets thrown in a room and she writes Jagged Little Pill. And it just it became, you know, it wasn't supposed, you hear the way she cracks her voice and all that kind of shit. It became an an anthem for women, but wasn't expecting that. It, it was, people were like, uh, this bitch is yeah, like. People were like, fuck Uncle Joey. <laughs> people couldn't stand her cracky voice they're like is this bitch trying to be Kurt Cobain like nobody record labels nobody yeah. liked it so anyways record comes out blows up bazillion sold she hires Taylor as a nobody who's just local guy the, yeah. to fucking tour. well this man is a monster on drums he's taking Chad Smith's pretty basic I mean that record was pretty basic on the drums and and kills it like there's footage you should check some footage out maybe when we're done I'll show you a video of them playing um, they were killing it. Like his the the band that she had on that tour was electric, and that's why Dave picked him up. That's why Dave was like, "This fucking guy." Need I love to hear stories when bands say he needs to be in my band. Another good one is when the guys in Corn, the whole band was formed. Right, all yeah. of them were there: David, Monkey Head, and Fieldy. So you have four guys, and they 
were local band and they went to a club to see a friend's band who played guitar. Um, and his name was Terry Balsamo, who ended up playing in Cold and Evanescence. He wrote some of the biggest Evanescence songs you've ever heard. So Terry, A, was also in Limp Bizkit for six months before Wes. Yeah. So he's a very influential. So Terry's like, check out my band. <laughs> they come out and who's, check out my band. who's singing in this band? The headliner of the night, not Terry's band. John Davis goes up on stage. And they said in that moment, they said, he needs to be in our band. His energy, his vibe, he's like, it's not right for who he's playing with. It'd be perfect for us. They knew. Same with, 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 with uh, Dave. Dave was like, that guy needs to be in my band. And I mean, let's talk about Everlong. Let's talk about those first few records he was on. The drums are a massive influence oh, on yeah. it. And the band would have never... He's not Travis Barker. He's not John Bonham. You know, Dave said in that Hot Ones interview... When he because he, he he said I'm not going to get you to give me your top five I'm going to get you to tell me what people get wrong when they talk about great drummers and he said if you can't tell who it is in 15 seconds they're not on that list and I agree with him even you and I yeah. you're a very good drummer I'm a very good drummer and everyone knows it's me oh there's too much double kick in that Phil must be Alex what <laughs> is he doing triplets on the hi hat that's my thing. Yeah. Everyone knows it's me. You know, I've noticed with you, it's your open hi-hat styles. I know you program a lot of shit, but yeah. the stuff I've heard, it's yeah. that open, it's that left-handed hi-hat shit. Y'all do it. Yeah. But either way, you know what I mean? It's when you're left-handed and you're playing right. Or if you're left-handed, playing on a left-handed kit, it's just the f way it feels. It's the way it sounds. So you know what I mean? I love that. I, and, and Jesus Christ, Taylor was that. He, yeah. he embodied that 15-second rule. So, and I mean, not only that, he is Dave part two. Yeah. Right? Like I said that. He's one of the nicest. He's got a family. These aren't drug these aren't druggy guys. These guys have um let's be honest. Pat Smear, who's in Foo Fighters, Dave, we're all they were in Nirvana together. Yeah. They watched drugs and alcohol consume and kill their best friend. Kurt Cobain was considered to be a lot like me, loud, obnoxious, funny backstage. Like he was the fucking party when it wasn't you know, stage time, you know, when he wasn't doing his lonely thing. And for that guy to kill himself and get into heroin the way he did, it was hard for them to watch. And they watched it happen, and, and, and it was hard. So Pat and Dave know about addiction in bands and what it can do. And that's why he's on Hot Ones, pounding shots, like it's nobody's business, because he can do it. He knows its place to have fun on a show, you know what I mean, have a couple shots. He's not an algae. He's not, they're, not, they're not motley crewing. They're not the dirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we know Taylor's not a party animal. He's a 50-year-old man with children and a wife at home yep. who's in one of, if not the, most successful rock band of all time that's fronted by the dude from Nirvana. Okay? He's made it. You want to tell me this guy goes to Columbia and he's full of nine different substances and just mysteriously has a heart attack and die and there's no foul play involved? That's what, is that what I'm being sold right now? No. Is that the pile of shit that's being put down my CP24, NBC, CNN, World News Well, throat? see, the, the cause of death wasn't determined to be just a heart attack yet. Enzymes in the blood gave that away the first day, though. Okay. but So maybe it wasn't a heart attack, but the enzymes are there. Yeah. Science doesn't lie with that. This isn't fucking COVID. The science doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> I because it. you have the... Uh, to have nine... That's, although, from, that's from, from what can... I'm reading, but from what I've been reading, and again, it's... Whether you believe it or not, it's yes. this. This guy was on antidepressants. This guy, I'd love to know which ones. Could have been on sleeping pills. Could have, could, like, yep. And, and but I just like I'm gonna repeat it again. I, I'm with you. But like two kids, I think two. Yeah, it's it's not the necessarily wife. it's just drug addiction not, behavior. It's not him. It's and and then you see guys like Heath Ledger where they're overdosing, but like they were on a path. 
Yeah. Taylor's not on a path. He's not a. Uh, he nobody in his. You know what? It's just ah. Uh, no. I'll I put, mean, I mean, if you want to go down the further stretch of when it comes down to going the medicine route with sleeping pills and antidepressants and stuff, he could have been on antidepressants, and it could be like, oh, we're in Colombia. Different, uh, now I'm all jet lagged and I'm not sleeping properly. I need sleeping pills. He seeks out something, you know. The human body is so resistant. I don't know. I'm just, maybe it's true and it was an accidental overdose, which is, I guess, what they're going to end up calling it, but I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I'm not. I've got, I, I believe this is a little more weird. This is because he's such a straight cut guy, because he comes from the side of the music industry. That is so straight cut and so yeah. mainstream and so not about that scene. I don't. I want to know what pedophile list he had. I want to know who in the music industry he fucked with. I want to know which company the Foo Fighters are trying to buy their catalog from that we haven't heard about. I want to know what the fuck is going on behind the scenes that ended up this guy dead because I'm just not buying that he went to Colombia and accidentally died. I don't know. I'm just not doing it. We're talking about some of the healthiest men on the planet. Have you seen a picture of Taylor? He's not a scrawny fuck. He's not a big, he's a built motherfucker. He's good looking. He's beautiful. He looks fucking beautiful. If I looked like that, you know, the pussy I'd say, I bet you Violet would call me back if I looked like Taylor Hawkins, you bitch. Anyway, sorry. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm serious, man. Like it just blowing my fucking, I just don't, I don't know. I'm upset by the death, obviously. Yeah. Is that influencing this? I don't know. Chester's been Could dead. Be. Chester's been dead for years, and I still think that's too shrouded a mystery because him and Chris Cornell fucking died a year apart. We're huge into this anti-sexual abuse of children thing. Huge yeah. into it because it was a personal thing for them. And all of a sudden, all these people who were big, like the biggest advocates of fighting sexual abuse against children and fighting sexual abuse in the entertainment industry, just commit them just to kill themselves with scarves all at the same time you know and that's fucking that's getting me now i'll be honest chester was sad and you see some interviews and there is some moments and lyrics you know there's things that make you go okay maybe but i don't see it with taylor i don't know it just seems they're 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 the happiest they've ever been they're successful touring I, I, like especially if you see him uh, at one of the the videos that's circulating now, one of the shows taken just a couple days, days, where he's on stage singing Queen. Can anybody find me somebody to love? Yeah, phenomenal performance. He looked happy doing it, and you really see the bond between yeah, Dave, Dave and Taylor. And it was they're so best. They great. are best yeah. friends. They are best friends. They fucking. He found him. He found his that soulmate. That was so good in the he video. Dave does his little solo, and then he's like, "That's not. you're not done, Dave. You're not done. Come on, give me more. And you see Dave kind of shake his head like, okay. <laughs> <sighs> what a fuck. Okay, now, so let's also talk about, like, Dave must be fucking devastated. I couldn't, I would not. He's such a good dude. I mean, he's such a quality dude. And he's helped so many other bands out. And he's, you know, in so many bands. Them Crooked Vultures and yeah. uh, Tenacious D. Who else has he played? He's been in everything, you know. He's got his own stuff. And like, oh, man, I wouldn't wish a, a friendship like that. I don't know. That's another thing. I'm just like that. To take that from Dave, man. Like, is someone trying to get it, Dave? You know what I mean? Is oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, remember I was talking about Michael Jackson trying to get all his music back? Yeah. All of a sudden, he rapes kids. <laughs> that's just why I don't believe it. You know what I mean? It's just, it was very, uh, I was like, oh, okay, so he's a child molester now. He's kind of weird. And then Prince, and like, Prince is trying to get his music back. 
Oh shit! Yeah, and then he yeah. Dies. Prince died when he was getting his catalog back. I think it was just about. I don't think you think he was doing it legally. I think he was waiting out the contract till he yeah. could buy it with his bazillion dollars. And look <laughs> yeah. how I got him! Holy fuck! You see, it. They're theories. We'll call them conspiracy theories, but they're about to be conspiracy facts by one day. Yeah. I swear to God. But yeah, the Taylor thing. I mean, it's God fucking. Uh, I feel horrible about it. But yeah, it's just too shrouded, and I'm like, I don't. I don't buy it. He's not that overdose guy. Yeah. If he had died of anything else, I would buy it. I I have to watch it now. I ha- I mean, I was going to watch it anyways, but have you seen Studio 666? I have not, but I heard it's, it's supposed to be now. really funny. And Dave Grohl kills his entire band as a possessed guy who so, goes yeah, to do the housework. The story, uh, apparently the story is they go to a house and they're going to rent it so that they can make a record and then Dave gets possessed by a demon that died in the house and murders the whole band. It does sound yeah. fun. And, and it goes solo after he does it. Yeah. that was the pitch when he and I, I was like this actually really sounds fun but anyway yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know man the Dave that's or uh, the the Taylor thing is just I don't know that's fucking sad yeah too many the one thing that do you think they could do maybe MGK should go to Columbia <laughs> you know just check yeah. it out yeah no he just he see just, what it's like down there or Bieber I mean, ah, I, ah, I, Tamara gives me the luck. <laughs> you fucker, say it again. <laughs> Bieber. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Fuck, getting beat up by our producer. <laughs> she's like, she's like Mickey Mouse in the. Oh, 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 guys, are you ready to do a podcast today? You know what, Tamara? We're not feeling it, man. Yeah, we want to cover content that we want to cover, you know? We don't want to just push this this right-wing propaganda that we're being told to push about conspiracies and neo-Nazis. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk today, do you? Ah! Jesus! No! Please! Oh, you're going to go out there? You're going to do a good podcast? Are you going to fucking like it, okay? Oh, oh, oh boy! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Where are the purity rings? <laughs> I, dude, honestly, there are some South Park episodes that define the show for a generation. If someone said, give me five episodes of South Park that's going to win me over on these guys, like... That's one of them. That's got to be the, the the Jonas Brothers purity ring where he beats up. He breaks one of their legs. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, Mr. Mouse. I'm picturing Gina Carano. You know, <laughs> big, tough Gina Carano. I think that these vax passes are stupid, and I think that we should be free and do what we want. Ah! Holy shit! He's so strong! <laughs> All right, Gina, you think you're in the UFC, you bitch? <laughs> Welcome to my world! And he just gets the brooms, 20 of those brooms from Fantasia come in, and just start beating Gina. Whack! 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 Oh, Jesus! Okay, Mr. Mouse! Okay! I won't talk like that! All right, now, get, now I'm going to fire you for about a year, okay? You're going to go on the Ben Shapiro show. And you're going to talk about how great you are. And then we're going to bring you back slowly, okay? And you're going to do exactly what the fuck I say, or I'm going to wake up dad out of the cryo chamber and tell him you're Jewish. Please don't. <laughs> Mr. Mouse, don't please. All right, Gina, get back to work. You know? That's right. Yeah. I also picture Bill Burr walking in to get his part in Star Wars and being like, eh, I'm secretly a little crazy. And I'll fucking kill you if you don't. Oh, you know what? I like you already, Bill. You're threatening me. Huh? We're on the same level. You can have the part. You know, I just, I picture how the, yeah, I just picture that, 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 that's what, that's what South Park did for me. They've got me to picture Mickey Mouse now every time there's anything Disney related. Oh, we're talking about Tom McDonald um, putting out, they didn't count his um, 
physical sales, Billboard wouldn't because the company that Billboard uses to collect data was a bunch of cunts and wouldn't reply and gave him a hard time running around all this ball. We don't believe you. Well, here's the fucking paperwork with us shipping it. Oh, we could have made this up. <sighs> anyways, like I, I get where he's coming. So anyways, he was talking about how the number one artist on independent music is a independent record company that was bought by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so I picture, I picture a little, oh, oh, hey, hey you know that, that white piece of shit, Tom? We, we got to do something about him, you see? We got to give him the number one spot. He's talking about the new world order and all that stuff that we're planning, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wake up dad for him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes down into the Fantasia castle, just into this crypt where there's a very Mega Man X looking cryo chamber with old Walt fast asleep. Oh boy, dad, you're going to love what they've done to the world. Uh, we made it perfect for you. Uh, there's Jews are still here, but anyways, <laughs> I can just picture it, man. Anyways. Okay. I'm done with, so it's enough of that. Thank you. South Park. <laughs> so one thing I want to want to mention in regards to talking about the, the kinship between Taylor and Dave, and then even seeing Dave on, uh, on hot ones. And you see like he brought out the alcohol and you're seeing that he drinks and I'm not saying he's an a alcoholic. lot of rock stars at that age. Like they just, they can't like it's, you got, it's a cutoff. It's like, I don't drink because in the nineties after my singer yeah, exactly. died of a heroin overdose, I just went on a bender. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I mean, as a musician, one of the common things to do, look at us here. Yeah. As a, I've used alcohol to abuse pain in my life enough times, but I am comfortable enough to be able to have a few beers today and know that that's not a problem. Yeah. Right. Uh, he well, is too. One of the common things to do as a musician is you're, uh, you're at a show having a good time, so you start having drinks. And then the night goes on, you have drinks, and quite often that's how alcoholism is associated with musician. A lot of guys also can't, can't play or be social because they get so used to drinking all the time yeah. to do it, and then they, they can't do it sober. Yeah, That's why I tried to do a sober show. Like I did, a sober, I did um, two shows with Eric, and I drank. The first one, I drank a little bit. second one, I got fucked. Yeah, but you know, it was St. Patrick's Day. But I just, I just hope. But he's, the third one, I did sober. I just hope he's not one of the guys that'd be like, "Wow, I just lost the best friend." You know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go have a couple in his name. Yeah. Ah. I don't so, know. so there was a time. This is gonna be uh, deeply personal. So there was a time then uh, when I was chilling with our mutual friend. Yeah, I just talked to him the other day. Actually, yeah, we should set something up. Three yeah. of us will go grab a bite one day. He's. Coming out of his shell a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got to get him on the podcast. So, him and I, we were actually gaming, and we were drinking, and, and just getting fucking... How long ago was this? Uh, 2010? Okay. 2010? So, him and I were gaming, uh, having a few drinks. <laughs> we're an hour and 12 minutes in. We haven't even yeah. started talking about 2010 yet. Yeah. <laughs> having a few drinks, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself, whatever, and then my mom calls me, and she's like... Uh, your sister was just raped. You need to get over here. Holy Instantly, fuck. the mood, like, what the fuck? I raced over there. Blake, you need to, sister was raped. You're you're coming. Blake and I both rush over to uh, my mom's and sister's place. I'll tell you, not the kind of guy. Blake is a very, very nice dude, but I would not want to. Yeah. He's so quiet, and, and I've seen him when he gives red yeah. once. Yeah. No, buddy. So, so we race That's over. Not cool. We race over to uh, my mom's <laughs> and sister's place. They were living together, and my sister's not there. I walk in the door. Where is she? Where is she? Oh, she's not here. She's in the back of her cruiser. I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, why didn't you call me over when she was here? And it's like, oh well, you know, she'll be coming here. I'm like, so what do I do? So now I'm just pacing back and forth, drunk, 
pacing back and forth. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh my God. And so, uh, Blake ended up having to work the next day and he stayed as long as he could. So he ends up going back to the apartment. It's like, okay, so now I'm waiting. And then my sister walks in the door. You only eat 35 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, uh, sister walks in the door and she's kind of like wiping tears off her eyes, whatever. I'm like, Oh my God. So I kind of give her a hug and whatever. And I'm like, is there anything I can do? And she's like, well, no, cause the police have it. And so I get the details off her about uh, the guy that did it and all this shit. And it was somebody that I knew through a friend and I was like, fuck man, I want to go fuck this guy up. But now he's in the police eye and the police actually went to pick him up, whatever. And, uh, and it, and it fucked with me, but now, but do you, do you, can I ask something real quick? What ended up, the dude, what ended up like, what was his punishment at the end of it? Like, just curious. Like, what, what, what did he do time? Did he pay for like, what? I think he was on because probation. Because I feel like the system is so soft. Yeah. So soft. I believe he was just on probation. He didn't do a day? No. Take him down the night of? Take him downtown, book him for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a few nights, maybe yeah. a night. Yeah. 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 That'll teach him. Yeah. Yeah. I did the same. I did a night because, uh. I basically we we had a bad 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 breakup at the end of my last fucking my last relationship, and uh, we were at the same bar, and she she got a restraining order because her nineteen year old kid like attacked me, so yeah. we had to have it out. So there was some legal stuff involved. So anyways, uh, I show up at the bar to play because my name's on the fucking, <laughs> and she shows up, calls the cops, and says I'm at the bar and he's here, and my name's on the I'll say that on the marquee of the bar, and the police. Arrested me and took me downtown. Yeah. <laughs> for me. So I did the same amount of time for showing up at a place as a person who doesn't like me as a man that forced himself on a girl. Yeah. That's the legal system in Canada. Yeah. I fucking hate this place. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I used to be such a proud Canadian. I hate that we're on the show and I talk so much smack. You need to understand that the Alex of the 90s, ah, the Alex of John Cretchen and Stephen Harper and fucking <laughs> Jesus even the first two years of Trudeau himself was a proud Canadian. I love this country. I love that we are the immigrant pot of the goddamn world. I love it. Fucking Jesus. I love that people come here and turn this, like we wouldn't have all these amazing restaurants if it wasn't like that. We wouldn't have all this awesome culture. I love, I love, I love that we are that. But there's also, you know, the fucking watch football, drink Canadian beer, play hockey. Yeah. I love everything about this. And we've lost it all. It's yeah. all fucking gone. It's all fucking gone now because of, of this type of shit. But yeah, that the legal system for me, I'm going to tell you right now. So the landlord that I lived with earlier this year um, was a complete meth head. And this guy attacked three cops, including a woman. He punched a woman in the face, all fucked up on methamphetamines. And I mean, really fucked up. I'm talking five days awake. He, he got me and my roommate to drive him into town and he's in the back seat, just fucking tweaking. <laughs> and we get him down to his, uh, he wants to go to his grandfather's retirement home. We knew he was going to get arrested. That's why he dropped him off. Open. So we dropped him <laughs> off. He's fucking going off. They call the police. He beats up three cops. They taser him. It gets bad. He spends two nights. He spends a couple nights in jail. I've been caught driving a couple months before this with no car insurance. On a customer car. So the customer gave me their car and said, fix it. Didn't tell me they didn't have car insurance. Now, I'm insured because I have a mechanic's license. Yeah. But that doesn't matter when you get pulled over because they don't give me a fine because I'm driving the car and I'm insured. But when they find out the car doesn't have insurance, it can't move from that point. So they want yeah. to impound it. So anyways, I have this on my record. COVID hits. I can't go to court to fight this shit. You know him and I did the same amount of time, paid the same amount of fines, and had to do the same court shit on the phone. Yeah. As a man who assaulted three officers, including a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I drove a customer car without car insurance, pulled over to the side, did everything I was supposed to, and went to court and did all my normal stuff. 
and I got the same. I literally, I helped him. I had to help him because he's a fucking psycho, right? Yeah. So as I'm planning my way out of the fucking house, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out how the fuck I'm going to get away from this psycho piece of shit. Some people aren't worthy of the oxygen we're breathing, you know? And this kid had a lot of problems growing up, so he would come and I'd be his little therapist. Some people just can't be saved and he's one of them, you know what I mean? He's just not on that list, so I just had to get away. But holy motherfuck, man. Like, it really opened my eyes to the fact that you can do bad, bad shit in this political system. But if you are a bad person with a record and it's known that you're bad, you know what? Oh, this story gets better. It's three months later. He's doing the fucking thing where you call into court once a month, just like me. They want yeah. to put him away for 90 days over this shit. That's right. 90 days. He's been, I don't give a fuck if everybody knows he, I, I find out because he leaves his paperwork sitting around the house from what happened that he's been charged and convicted of sexual assault already. So he's done, he's done time for sexual assault on a woman. His girlfriend overdosed on drugs he bought for her, died right in the same room with him. Oh. Almost did time. Oh, yeah, real quality fucking dude. This is his record before, before assaulting police officers. And I did the same amount of, I, same shit, same yeah. process. I'm like, they're it's, it's, if you're part of the system and you're known as a piece of garbage, they don't care. So after, while all of this is, this is his record, he's now, uh, you know, he's got a probation officer he's got to check in with. He's doing the court dates. He gets caught in town high with meth on him. Again, by an <laughs> undercover cop outside the Burger King in yeah. North Oshawa. They drive him home. They put him in the back. They drove him back to our house and said, you've got enough trouble coming your way, man. You should, we're just going to let this go. That's horrible. <laughs> I can't cross the street without having a cop yell at me. Because I did just I'm I'm a I'm heat I'm fucking heat I just I'll admit it police don't like me I don't like them it's just the way it is I'm not an authority person <laughs> yeah. it's just I get pulled over they're like look at this hippie motherfucker why is he driving so fast I don't know why I don't know why that attitude is immediately insulted I've never had a not a lot of cops look at me and go he seems like a good guy I don't know I am otherwise we wouldn't be hanging out but they just don't like me <laughs> I think it's because they know my dick's bigger I think that's what it is I think that they just they, they're Maybe. just like ah look at this guy with his with his pink shirt and his long hair he must be very comfortable with his penis size and I'm a police officer so I'm probably not so I should probably right. are we getting into stereotypes now I guess we are anyways I just I get treated really shit by cops and I try to be nice and then right. I see the legals and, and, and it's not just cops it's also you know judges all the, all the people involved in the legal system it just doesn't work yeah. you know when this guy can get away with that shit that's, that story infuriates me yeah. I don't know so, what I would do if that happened to my sister anyways okay sorry I got off topic a little bit there but so this story me. back to this so this story um, it's now left me going home drunk knowing something happened to my sister. Now my sister and I, we fight and all that stuff. I but hate I that mean, when you're she's drunk still and my sad. sister. Yeah. When you're drunk and sad, it just amplifies that yeah. guilty shit. And I just felt like I'm the big brother. What can I do? Can I not recommend doing mushrooms at that time? Maybe it that would have been the thing no, to it do. Makes it, it makes it, you think you're going to get trippy and ooh, uh, now I'm hot. You're actually way more sad. It's like the it grabs the sadness and goes, now let's go to Wonderland with it. It's not fun. So don't do that. I would perhaps now marijuana is a downer too. Yeah, uh, Percocet. It's the only thing I recommend in that situation. All I, all I did when I got back was I had more beer and I drank more beer and it just made it worse. Enough to pass out is the only solution. It made it worse. I was like punching the floor, crying. I was yeah. up all night. I was supposed to be at work, called into work. And that's I was, a good reason. At least you could call us a family emergency yeah. that you just don't get. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. They gave me the number of one of these phone counseling things. Can I be honest with you? It'd be really funny if you called in sick to work, but your sister went. <laughs> She's like, I need the money. Yeah. It's a bad, yeah. bad weekend, but I need the money. Yeah. 
<laughs> but, uh, I don't mean to make light of it, but fuck that. So, fun. so I, I called <clears throat> into one of those phone counseling lines. Yeah. And I like, I've used them before and it's helped, but then this time it, it just didn't help. I was like, oh man, I just want, I want to tear somebody's I'd love to t- head I'd love off. to like talk I'm, about the crisis hotline such, uh, thing a little more because I've never used it. Yeah. And everyone tells me to because like nobody knows anyone closer to killing themselves than me when I get into the crazy bipolar. Yeah. Like, Tonight's the night, boys. It's it's hard for people, to my friends and family and girlfriends to deal with. Yeah. So, um so, I am interested to know if that's a good thing to so do. So I've had I've had a positive experience and a bad experience, and one one uh, one of the experiences was just like if you're a musician, use that, use that to pour your heart out. It'll make you feel better to vent. It's out there showing your pain to other people. It actually song. makes me it, feel worse. I think that's bad advice because when I'm really sad, like that, and you're talking about that night punching the floor drunk, yeah. like I would have probably grabbed my guitar. You know, you get hammered. You're like, ah, blew this song. You know, I find playing a sad song actually makes it worse. It makes me more sad. Ah, uh, maybe. I try to I play something up... that's not sad. No, it's like so dream it's... theater or something to focus no, on but, that. But it depends on how you write. So uh, out of this experience, I did write a song. And uh, like the, the key line of the chorus is, uh, you don't fuck with my family. Uh, what's done to her was done to me. Yeah. And, like, yeah you've just... played me this. Yeah. I've heard this song. Yeah. And it, I mean, like shy of the, the physical aspect of it. Like it fucked me up mentally yeah. to the point where it's like, well, how can anybody do this? This guy has a daughter. It's like, what the fuck? Right. So what happens is if it happened to his daughter, I mean, can he, can he say anything about it? I mean, he can be like, Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. You know, I did this once myself back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like, Oh man. Oh fuck. Ah, see, this can be a touchy topic because I don't know. And uh, I guess we get this. Rape's got levels too. Yeah. Like there's the drunk girl that got taken advantage of. You know what I mean? That was kind of, you know, I don't think that's on the same level as the girl that was like walking home and got yeah. like held down in an alley and was screaming. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I got, I have a, a, a friend or I got, I, you know what really scares me? Let's talk. Let's get real talk right now. This is not funny shit. I, I'm, I'm more, I'm friends with more women than men. I don't, that's what you and I get along and it's weird because I rarely bond with men on a, on a level where it's lovey. Like I love them and they're like my best buddy. Ah, he's got his gay sock. He's got a sock on. So Mark just shows me his purple sock that says gay with rainbows on it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I usually hang out with women. I get along with them better. I relate to them a little more. I don't know. I talk too much and women can relate to that, I guess. So I, uh, I'm a gabber. Maybe that's why we get along. Cause it's, I'm a gabber. It's too. true. It's yeah. true. So we, you know what? I have a lot of girlfriends, like a lot I have some of my best friends are girls that I'm not in a sexual relationship with at all, but I love them. And they're like, they're my, they're my girls. They're sisters. They're, they're, hey, they're sister, my, soul, they are sister. literally better get my soul, sister. Hey, you want me to do the high part of the low part? Hey, sister, Which one should I do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm out on a limb here. I, I went too anyway. far. <laughs> So, and I'm, I'm a, I'm bipolar. So I, I, you know, I get, and I tell, I'm very, I, not a lot of people I don't talk to about it right away. You know, I got Amber's on this list, you know, Destiny's on this list. Um, fucking, uh, the other Amber, they've got like three or four. They're like, the, and, uh, these, and Kathy and my mom, my mom is like one of my best, best friends. I can call and talk about anything. And yeah. she's super girly, obviously. So yeah, I've, I just have this thing with women. I have a hard time finding ones that weren't raped or, or touched as a kid. Yeah. It's it's a like I I'm sitting here thinking about all my friends who don't have a bad story about shit happening between birth and ten. Ah, uh, not even. I'm gonna say 
Birth in 12 or 13. I know girls who were 12 or 13 that started doing shit voluntarily because they were just ready. Girls mature faster than us. You know, it happens. I knew 13-year-olds that were both 13, a guy and a girl, they were banging. It was just a fucking thing. They were just ready for it. You know what I mean? I mean, that happens. It's, It's there. So, but... If you if anybody fucks with a girl before twelve, at all, in any way like that, you're, it's interference. You're interfering with something. I don't, I don't give a fuck what's going on. And it's it's just there. It's everything. It's Uncle Joe. It's Dad. It's the babysitter. It's I don't fucking know. It's always somebody, and it's everywhere. And yeah. and most of these girls just live with it. It's just part of life. It's just do to do. I'm older now. You know, I like to be choked during sex because of it. End of story. You know, they just they deal with it. They live like these. There's t- I'd be tough. I'll be dead honest with you. I, I, I'm a, I'm in this boat. I'm in this boat of shit happening when you're a kid that you're like, what the fuck do I do now? And it takes years of therapy and shit to be 100% cool with yourself sexually after that shit. Yeah. And it's even harder to have a healthy sexual life uh, if that's still bugging you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm lucky. I've managed to deal with it. I've dealt with a lot of other abusive shit, so it's kind of just on my list. And I'm just lucky in the way that my dick works even though shit happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's like that. You're like, yeah. I know girls that, like, uh, I dated this girl. I won't get into names. She, the, it was the worst one. Like, the story of the rape yeah. was the worst. I've, oh, can I, can I tell this story real quick? Okay. This, I'll, be, I'll try and be quick about it. It's why we broke up. So, I'm dating this girl, and she had issues with that. And, and she says to me, from the time I was at like, I couldn't even like nine months old till I was 10, I had this uncle and it was a regular thing all yeah. the time. It's just like the worst story, like a fucking baby. Like we're talking about 11 months old in insane, insane fucking story. Yeah. Then this, this, this uncle gets called to come babysit. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on. Then this uncle gets convicted of raping his own daughter. And that's when people start asking questions and they find out it happened to her. Oh. And she's in her teens now. She's like 15. She's sexually active normally. She's dealt with it. You know what I mean? He's not around. So that's that's a lot. This girl has PTSD nightmares, wakes up in the middle of the night. I got to hold her shaking, you know, because she's like, you was in big dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting story. Our mutual friend, we started our business. And he used to pick me up from her apartment. We were in, this was the uh, apartment near the one you guys were in. Yeah. He used to pick me up every day there. And uh, one time this, she asked me, she said, can you not have Blake up to the apartment, please? And I was like, why? Like, he's like my best friend. And she's like, I'm not, it's, I'm not going to lie. He looks just like the, the uncle. Oh yeah. And yeah. It, it, it sets me off. It's nothing to do with him. I love him. He's a good guy. He's a quality dude. And yeah. I love that you guys are best friends, but can, it just sets me off some days. And I went, I totally respect this. I get it. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Told Blake, we're all good. It's all good. You know, everyone's all good. We're all doing what we can. Her father dies, and we have to go to a funeral in Toronto. And you can figure out. You know where this fucking <laughs> still. You know where this fucking story's going right now. I show up to this fucking funeral with her. I drive out there, and I'm shaking hands with the fucking family, saying hi to everybody. And who fucking walks up? Who looks just like him? She wasn't kidding. <laughs> fucking looks just like it. You're like, Blake, what the fuck? I almost, oh, oh no. dude, I started shaking. I started sweating. I immediately went to the bathroom and took seven imipramine. Immediately. I was fucking, I, I was off, bro. I've never been more off and I had to leave. It was a huge part of why we broke up. Her kid went off the next day. That's when the, everything fell apart. Yeah. I was going to kill him. I was going to kill that man right fucking there. 
I, I, why? Why not? Why not? How many other, how many girls am I saving by fucking killing this guy? I got to do time. I got to go away. I can sacrifice myself for how many other girls are going to be safe. That's where I'm at with this topic. Yeah. That's where I'm at. And that's where I think we all should be. I see it online all the time. I'm just like, all, I don't know. I'm talking about, you know, we're allowed to save this person, you know, the pedophiles, but we got to make sure that we get rid of Trump on Twitter. Yeah. Whatever it is, and I'm, I'm with it, man. Like, we got bigger problems. Oh, we have a new crisis, but not one person on uh, Epstein's list was arrested. And then, yeah, this is, this is, this, so this, <laughs> like, this, this problem starts with our local girlfriends and our local sisters and our local people, our local loved ones, you know, the yeah. little girls that, and, and people in our lives that, that, that we value. It starts with them and it goes to that federal level. And that's why this, this, Benning, stuff and this Hollywood shit you know and the Epstein stuff and Weinstein and all that stuff that's why it just kills me because like I, I believe in these conspiracies because there's so many trillions of dollars and powerful people when you get to the level of power where you can fuck anything you want that's when you start wanting little kids that's where it comes from it's yeah. it's just it's natural it's it's a man it's sick but it's the natural progression of men with power you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying everybody no, that's no, got no, no. power and money's no. raping kids. I'm just saying it's easier to get into that world because it's so bad and you need money and, and secret islands to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's appealing to that that core group of, 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 of uh, elites because it's like the forbidden fruit. It's the apple in the Garden of Eden See, in a sick, this, fucked up way. And, I, I, that, and that's why it's a problem. And that's, I don't know, man. I don't know if, if a giant machete massacre amongst really straight white guys with daughters is what's... I don't know what needs to happen, so, but we need to stop letting our boys get away with this shit. I mentioned in another episode that I just hate the people's... But then you get guys where the girl's crying rape and he does fucking a year and a half and he didn't do nothing. Oh, yeah. She was begging for it and just didn't like when she woke up the next but day. But I do, I do like that... It's a problem they, too. But I do like that judges actually started cracking down on that. Like, I agree. Oh, okay, you fucking lied. Okay, you're going to go to jail would, for a year. I'm going to be honest, okay? And I, uh, uh, I, I... I kind of would rather let guys get hung out to... At this point, it's such a problem. Yeah. Uh, the guys who fuck a girl and then she cries rape and it's a legit situation. I have a buddy of mine that did a few months up in Lindsay over a situation that was just uh, stupid. Oh, some, shit happens. Something it that, was a shit happens situation. Something that pissed me off is just how far like the TikTok generation has come Ugh. in the sense that like it's now like if somebody says they regretted doing something with somebody then they say, well, that's how I know they raped me because I regretted it. And it's like, but that's not the same thing. You you consented to it and then you now say you regret it. It is a but complicated that, situation. That's like a TikTok fucking generation thing. It's like, oh, well, now I can post. Like, I was, I was raped. Ugh. Well, how are you raped? Did you say yes at the time? Yeah, we both kind of... Okay, and now you're just saying you regret it and now you're... That is a rape. problem like, too. But I'm going to be honest, there is a... And this is... I mean, we're, we shouldn't have opinions on this really because it's not our sex it's a woman thing but well, rape but, I, but, but i'm talking about it well i'll give you that but i do think uh, yeah the main thing this is a mean thing to say but maybe we're just better at handling it i hate to say no that. no 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 no. blake blake has trauma from oh a personal experience. so many people do yeah. I, as, as do i but like say you, know, you get you get you, you, you i don't know it's, the, it's, I, I get blown away by how many guys it happens to, but the reason that I know about my girlfriends with the situation and how it's almost every woman I know, like almost everyone, my ex-wife is one of the, is actually 
might be the only woman I can think of that never had a damn, never had nothing. Like yeah. it has nothing bad to say. Like didn't have any sexual experiences until they were like 15, 16 with a boyfriend, like very simple stuff. That's un- that's unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of, I think, with like and I'm talking I got friends who are 20 and I got friends who are 50. And there's no in between with it. It's like everybody's got, oh yeah, there's one time. Some of them it's like you get the situations like with the ex there with where it's just years of abuse and then other times it's you know, one time and it, it fucked me up kind of a situation. Yeah. I think the reason that we don't know about it is because men don't talk about it. Like it's, I think that's probably, it, might, that it is, may, it very well may have happened to just as many dudes. It might be just as much of an epidemic amongst us, but you wouldn't know. I think, I think uh, because from, we don't talk about it. I put, think, put on the face. You know? I think from uh, what I was doing research with on the guy side, I think it was fairly even, but a little more on the, I think it was like, like 54% uh, women and then, you know, 46% men. So not, that's different. Yeah, Either way, that's insane. Yeah. A half the population of women and just under for men. Like, this is a pro. Like, you yeah. know, and, and the solution, it's like, I don't fucking know. Do we hang guys out to dry over this more? Because I feel like if we, like the guy that did a probation, like, well, that's I mean, fucking insane to me. I mean, do we crack are, down on that and change it so that there is no situation where you're one not of, one doing of the, time? One of the bigger problems with being a guy and having it done is like, okay, you're the guy you can overpower. And it's like, well, no, I can't overpower because if I overpower, then I get in shit for that. Then I get the assault charge. Then <laughs> okay. I get charged for okay, this okay. and everything okay, else. Okay. You got me assault. here. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do miss being married for a, for one reason. And that's just that when you're out there, like girls ask you to do shit and yeah, you get into this like, am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> I left a mark on a girl's neck. It's <laughs> harder. No, harder. Come on, fucking choke me a little bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. We had a safe word, okay? It was okay. I didn't hear pineapple, Did so I know it was okay. Did you have a contract? Did you like film her saying like, I consent? No, but, but then <laughs> the next day, marks on the neck. Right now I'm like, yeah. if she walked into a cop shop, she got my stuff in her and she's got marks on her neck. Yeah. I'm done. I am fucking dead in the water. And, yep. uh, you know, I, it was a girl that I'd been dating, not dating, but I'd been hanging out with for like, I don't know. We banged the week before after the bar. So we just banged that week, week after the bar. Maybe it was going to evolve into something. I don't know. But like, you know, I, I was scared. Like I, this was very shortly after, um, somebody, our mutual friend knows did time. Yeah. Over something like this. And I got really worried. I got like, because this girl had cried rape before, we'll say. But like, basically, she was in a relationship with a dude. This is a a girl known to drink a lot. Heavy drinker. Heavy, 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 heavy drinker. And then, yeah, I guess shit went down and she was like, nah, I didn't want it. Kind of thing. And I was like, I know you and I've seen the way you are and I get it and I, I empathize. But girls that have been held down in an alleyway are laughing at your situation. Like yeah. that, and that's, it's harsh to say, but it's fucking reality. And that's what we do in the shop pod. We're fucking real. Yeah. And that's a real fact. The girls that are, had it bad, you know, like my ex with the 10 years of fucking crazy shit, they're laughing at you saying, I got really hammered with a guy I used to date and things got weirdly rough. You know, it shouldn't happen. It's wrong. But this is where I, I, I say, I'd rather let men hang out to dry and make the punishments harder. I, you know, as much as I hate that it's being abused and guys are doing time for things that weren't really that rapey. Yeah. I would rather have it go in the direction of let's just be ruder to us, more rude to us. Because I look at it like this. Don't put yourself in the situation. If, you, if you're that scared, don't fuck. Sorry. I mean, it's a fucking choice. You want to go to the bar, get hammered and fuck? You better be we- willing to make sure that you stay sober or smart enough to not give her a way to claim rape. 
don't leave marks on her neck. Yeah. Don't actually rape her. There's an idea. You know what I mean? Just like, just be safe. Like, be normal. Be smart. You know, you want to go out and get hammered with the boys? Fuck the girls, boys. We're going out tonight to dance. It's just about us <laughs> and the game and some music. We don't want girls. Girls, get away. We're here to wear tank tops and talk about football. You know what I mean? If you want to have one of those nights, go do it and stay away from the bitches. I'm not, the reason I say I went 14 months and I never fucked nothing and I didn't date anybody. After I was divorced and I had two big relationships, that shit went down with crazy bitch McGee and her kid. And I moved out and I dated one girl after that. And I knew with the girl that I dated after that, I was like, you're done. I like PTSD. Girls would come up to me and start talking to me and I would get anxiety. Like, you're going to put me in jail and divorce me and ruin yeah, my life yeah, and take yeah, all my money. Yeah. It was just horrible. I immediately, as soon as they were like, oh my God, I was just like, ah! You know what I mean? It was like Homer. <laughs> we were leaving, like run out of the fucking building. I started like, am I gay? I don't like dicks. I don't think I'm gay. What do I do? You know what I mean? I don't want pussy. It scares me, but I don't like those dicks either. Am I asexual? Am I Todd from BoJack? What's happening? <laughs> nope. It's hard. It's definitely not asexual. That's, what do I do? Ah, I'm going to fuck this whole you're wall. just crying in the shower, like masturbating. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I'm so pathetic. <laughs> I'm going to come in my own face so I can feel something. <laughs> like, it's just fucking weird. So anyways, um, but I went 14 months because, yeah. and I all, you know, like I said, that it was a lot of situations. I just, I had heard about buddy situation with the jail time and, oh, I was just done and it was good. So I don't really empathize with guys who are like, Wish, you know, don't put yourself in the situation then. If, if you're that scared or the girl seems that slutty, like we all get excited when we see that slutty girl. Oh, I know her. She'll do it. Yeah. She'll go home tonight. Boy, am I ever glad Jessica showed up to the bar tonight. I'm getting pussy for sure. You're running that uh, risk, you buddy. Know, you know, I, th I think. Be careful. I think something needs to be said in that regard to maybe get to know somebody first. Yeah, but we, this. I dude, mean, I know. You like, and hey, I, let's go you know how fucking, fucking old we sound? Oh, yeah. Talk to. I was just dating this tw that 25 year old, okay? And, and, and I'm telling you right fucking now. You hang out with some 25-year-olds and you talk to them about monogamy. You talk to them about, <laughs> talk to them about um, dating in general. Like this friend, okay, so her and I were friends with this other couple and we were like, we do double date shit all the time. Yeah. And, you know, they were our age? Yeah, younger than us a little bit, right? I'm 25, she was 35 and they were like 24, 23 or some shit like that. And they used to play this game where they were fucking living together, saying I love you. She worked at the bar. He'd come hang out and, and do all kinds of shit, all this bullshit, but they weren't dating. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> when he would go, hey, babe, I really like you. Yeah. And she'd be like, I really like you too, but like, I just don't want to be that, serious that's the kind right of guy, now. That's the kind of guy you see on uh, like The Price is Right, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're a couple. And then she's all like, a couple of besties. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so uh, I see this with this couple and I realized that me and my 25 year old I'm like oh Jesus so I had to sit down and have the whole I kind of like you you know what I mean I had that talk you know what I mean and I do that That's, yeah, I we're always gonna sit have, down and we're gonna talk about something called the birds I and the always bees. have that talk I am firm believer in as soon as you catch some feelings having the talk and say I kind of like you like I don't really gonna fuck anybody else for the next week Want to try that and see how it goes? You know what I mean? Like, I was just throwing <laughs> it out there. And, and like, my conversation went well. My conversation went... That, that's when you're like, so I just started a 30-day trial period of Paramount Plus. Do you want to do the same thing with us? 
I'm not kidding, bro. That's that's smart. That is smart. Just don't fuck anyone for a month, and we'll see where it goes. And then this, what's it, the 17th? So on the 17th next month, we'll decide if we're boyfriend and girlfriend. If we're going to renew. That is, that's literally, I'm not kidding. That's what me and this girl basically did. She's like, I'll make you a deal, okay? This is, you know, let's pick a date. This has been going well. See how things go. It went well. We ended up dating. Everything was fine. In the end, did a bald guy show up in a suit saying, deal or no deal? And you're like, oh, I don't know. <sighs> no, in the end, she broke my fucking heart, which is why I'm depressed as hell right now. <laughs> Anyways, so, but it was, it was, a, but I watched the other relationship and I got to watch her go, nah, 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 play all these fucking games. I'm like, then you know what? I'm sorry, bitch. And men do it too. It's not just a girl thing, guys. I, guys are might be worse. You know where women learned this behavior from? Us. Whoa. Us. That was unique. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> they learned it from us because we were the ones who used to fucking roll. Uh, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. You still here? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was our thing, right? I mean, we're all quagmires at some point, like for the most part. So women have just stolen it from us. They're like, oh, that's how it's going to be. We can do that too. Notches in my bed post, bitch. I'll fuck your brother the next day. <laughs> and it's no slut shaming. You can't call this bitch a hoe because she fucked your brother the next day. She's embracing her womanhood. So that's why I believe it's important to sit down and say, hey, I really like you more than ever because... Otherwise, she'll probably fuck your brother the next day. Like, it's just the culture these days. If she asks for your credit card, turn around. You're going the wrong way. So, you know, I got to, so like I said, talk to this generation about monogamy. Talk to them about, you know, any, any of this shit. None of them want to get married. None of them want to have kids. None of them want to do anything. None of them even want to live together, a lot of these, these, these people at this age. I got lucky with the girl I was with. She wanted all that shit. You know what I mean? Like we talked about a lot of that stuff and it was like, there was common ground. So that was kind of cool. But like, it's not common. I caught one of the mature ones that had a job in her own place and moved out from home the same age I did. You know, I got lucky. But then there were still some tendencies that weren't that mature, right? Yeah. When you were like, oh, okay. And then you're I like, I got oh, blocked shit. and deleted from Facebook because, okay, funny story. The couple, I'm just, we're going to call her, I don't know. The other couple. Okay. Let's call let's call him We're not dropping names. Mr. Mr. Russia. <laughs> Cause he might have been from Russia. And we'll call her that skinny bitch. Okay? okay. So that skinny bitch in Mr. Russia, there's another couple at this bar. We'll call him Ginger and we'll call her Egypt. Okay? <laughs> Egypt and Ginger break up abruptly, rudely, in a mean way. And so do Mr. Russia and skinny bitch and skinny bitch moves in with, with the ginger and they're dating. And I'm pretty sure they were fucking for a while while the rest of them were all together. And it's a goddamn nightmare. And all that happens. And those two are now together. So skinny bitch and ginger are hanging out with my girlfriend and they basically convince her to block and delete me. <laughs> like sands of the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. I mean, what is I more mad, mad about them going? Yeah. Fuck this guy. Or her being like, yeah, fuck this guy. Like we were, we were saying, I love you and shit. It was getting a bit much. This was just like January. Anyways, we managed to get over it. But yeah, that was that type of like, that's a 25 year old thing. I got blocked and deleted a week later. I get a phone call. I'm like, hello. I'm sorry. I missed you. It's like, I'm not 35. I'm not about this. But then I can't really say shit because my bipolar ass was like, I'm killing myself and hung up the phone and turned it off for three days, like a month later. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like it was a complete, it, it, it's it. Relationships are always fucking work. 
That's the bottom line. If you're not willing to put a little bit of work in, it's never going to work out. But yeah, that age group is hard. And, and I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I think I, the next generation, it's going to be really cool in 10 years when we're 50. And we're looking at these kids and they're 30. They're all going to be 30 and lonely. I, th- <laughs> I, do, I truly believe we're going to see a lot of these kids change their opinion on monogamy and marriage and all that shit because they're going to get to our age and they're going to go, my life is a fucking mess. I've done whatever I want. I've not valued nuclear traditional family values. I'm sorry. They're all over the world. Every, what does every religion push? Family values. Was every, I'm not saying that being homosexual, I'm talking about any couple with any kids. I'm not talking about the typical nuclear mom. You know, yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about any family. Anything where it's, it could be you, your boyfriend, and your cat. I don't give a fuck if it's two girls and they're gerbils. I don't care if it's a regular mom, dad, Simpson style family. Just whatever it is. Family, people don't value family values. I'm going to live on my own in a bachelor pad. I'm going to fuck whoever I want. Maybe I have a side piece. You know what I mean? That attitude is what everybody's about. And even when they're in a relationship, it's an open relationship. Anybody can come and go. You know, you want to fuck Johnny down the street, go ahead. That's all good. I love you. It's just you and me. All that stuff is fine and good, but they'll turn 35 and they'll go, what have I done? Yeah. And it'll change. And it's going to take 10 years though. Because they all got raised on this fucking... Uh, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, fucking men are allowed to beat women in swimming bullshit fucking society where we're just supposed to accept everybody no matter what dumbass bullshit they're on. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's fucking his maid and we're putting him on a pedestal. Well, there was a certain movement. There's, you know, he's allowed to do that, but then other celebrity fucks does something and uh, Louis C.K. jerks off from a few people and he's the, he's the devil. This man is is a Schwarzenegger's a demon with women. He's done horrible things. I'm pretty sure he's been rapey too. He's a he's a god. He's a god amongst men. We love him. We put him on a pedestal. He can do no wrong. Twitter's not banning him. He's grabbed a few pussies. I assure you. And they weren't all fucking enjoying it. Okay, but he's okay. We're cool with Schwarzenegger because guess who's the chopper? But Trump, no, he's too huge. We can't have Trump talking about they're not sending the best. We can't do that. We got to get rid of him. He's got to go. You know what I mean? It's just this double. They were brought up in that fucking society. So they don't, they're not there yet. They're not cooked. They're like an uncooked chicken. You know what I mean? They're not ready yet. We got to pull these kids out of the oven another 10 years and and it'll change. And maybe things will get better. Yeah, nah. Things are about to get worse. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. like, well, I mean, like, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about such a positive message for all our listeners. <laughs> well, okay, so build a bomb shelter, kids. So with no, nobody like, knows where those two black in, suitcases are. So in regard are. to what you were saying there, uh, like, there are certain movements out there who want to destroy the idea of a nuclear family, and even with that going on, critical race theory, for example, touchy subject as well. Uh, being pushed in schools in the U.S. And now they're literally trying to pass a bill to put it through the schools in Canada as well. Bill 67. What's a critical, critical what's this, t- explain. It, it's, it's supposed to be about Please. the ed- education of systemic racism. Why it's, are you teaching kids about racism? That's it the, wouldn't that's, exist if no one talked that's, to... That's the thing. <laughs> right? Like, I'll never, do you remember being a kid? Were you a racist kid? No. I, I, I was like, I mean, I My believe, best friend was named Amir. I bet you there are kids that go to school and see a kid that's a different color or different something and get weird, immediately get a feeling. And it's not instilled by their parents. I mean, a natural feeling of that kid's different. I bet you it happens. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It definitely wasn't me. I will admit, I was more intimidated. Excuse me. Girls scared me. Oh my God, that thing doesn't have a penis. Get out. What the fuck? (laughs) Do I talk to it? Do I kill it and eat it? Do I take it home and marry it? What do I do to it? You know what I mean? 
I was more scared of girls than I was of the black kid next to me. I'll go hang out with him, no problem. Like, and I, and, I, and then I grew up in a neighborhood. You know, I've always, I'm just, I'm multicultural. I've always been like this. It, you know, <laughs> my grandmother came to my wedding and said, "What are those two beep doing up there with Alex? Like, literally dropping n bombs at my wedding." It's all that's that's the family I came from. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I overcame so much bullshit to to be. Like I said, I love that people come here and but, do what they want. But one of the one of the narratives today is if I believe you, in freedom, and I mean real freedom. One of the narratives today, though, is if somebody in your family was racist, you're a racist. And then I uh, mean, okay, now let's talk about. The, can we talk about racist family members? Because I'll be honest, it's that is the tough. It's a tough thing. So you got a racist grandma. Do you tell grandma to fuck off and like kill your relationship with her because she says the n bomb? Or do you try to value the time you have with her because she's your grandma and you're supposed to love and value family amongst everything, above everything? You educate your grandma? I try. Come, grandma, stop saying that. You know what I mean? I agree. I, 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 but I will admit, I, uh, I, I have family members with, where that shit just gets old. And I, and I, I mean, I, 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 even if you have family members where that gets old, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, okay, you have lungs and a heart, right? So does she. I mean, it gets old in the way that, like, it's like we should invite Uncle So-and-So. Nah, I don't want to hear him come over here and talk about Packy's all, all night. You know what I mean? Packy this, Packy that. You know, yeah. I hate, fucking Jesus, I hate when people call all brown people Packies. It's a hilarious white racist thing that we all do. That fucking Packy. There's probably two people from actual Pakistan in the whole city, but everybody's a Packy, right? I got a fucking uncle like that. I, th- I, think I can't stand it. Talk about brown people, right? It's just brown. Yeah, it's what they call brown people. It's just the yeah. funny racist thing. I just, I got, I, got, I got an uncle. I got somebody like that that I just can't fucking handle. It gets to the point where it's like, I'm not inviting that person over because I don't. I don't want to hear about them going, oh, I had a hell of a time driving over here with all these packies in this town now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't fuck it. It gets to the point where I just, uh, get, I don't want to hang out with Uncle Bill anymore because of, uh, th- yeah. that. and I have friends like this too where I've lost it over the years, you know? Well, um, I mean, if you have friends like that, it, it's kind of. Can I be honest? I also have black friends that hate gays so much, I won't hang out with them. Because I, a, I mean, there you go. That's kind of it's a Jama- it's a very Jamaican uh, mentality to hate the Batman businessman. We got no time for that. And I I get it. It's a cultural thing. But I I can't. You know, I've got gay friends, and I remember I invited one of my so the bar that I used to hang out at um, that she worked at was where all this drama happened. It's a black a black bar, really. A lot a lot of people that are more urban in that area, and the, it's also up by the college. So there's you know a lot of yeah case too and i just uh it was a bad night one day where some jamaican guys came in and they were not a fan of this like you know there was a lot of it's, it's kind of a known as a place safe place you know we've got people that got guys that show up tr- pure trans guys dressed in dresses yeah. and skirts looking sexy like trying to fucking pick up and nobody's like saying oh what the fuck's going on with that we're all we're just cool we're just all there right we're all there to have a drink and have a good time it's a social place yeah, and yeah it was crazy bad it was not cool anyways so me and one of my jamaican buddies uh talked quite a bit about this and he was like i kind of agree with them those you know they were making a big fucking scene blah blah blah, blah and they just wanted to show up and have some drinks and i was like they have just as much of a right to sing and do their little gay dance music shit and do what they were doing as you guys to come in do to come in here and play fucking mob deep and talk about how tough you are fuck you and we we yeah. didn't it didn't go well anyway so there's it's just it, it, so i don't understand why you would sit down and talk to kids about this because if that's okay wh- so, what are they going to so, learn well no, no, so Okay. Other than how to pick out, I guess. So I, have, I don't know. So I have a, a buddy who's who's going to hear this, and he's he's going to talk about a conversation that that we had. But I'm going to bring it up. So we were so we were watching the show Dexter, 
the the new the new the new season. Uh, how's the new season? I loved the, the new. new I loved the show right up to the end. Yeah. I even liked that they killed his sister at the end. Yeah. I hear they bring her back. Like she's like his dad now. The the dark passenger. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I love Jennifer Carpenter really, so much. Really good show. So we're watching we're watching uh, Dexter, and there's uh, a bartender I believe in it who's who's gay, and my buddy's kind of like, oh okay, well it kind of got woke, and I was like, well what do you mean? Like, oh, well, like, there's, there's, you know, the gay bartender and all that stuff. And I was like, well, how's that woke? I'm like, gay people are a part of society, you know? They're, they're allowed to be. There's, there was definitely other characters like that. There, um, yeah. And there's lots of um, black people in that show. In fact, they yeah. were, that was one of the, remember Dokes, that first but it, season? It wasn't, it wasn't, character. it wasn't a matter of, of getting woke. I don't and, think and the show needed to be woke. No. It's always just been good. Yeah. So it's, it's culturally diverse. And, uh, when it came to so that's kind of, what I'm trying to say is at the end of the day, it's it's not that we need a new imprint on society for everything else because the basic foundation of of normal living today is there. Just because somebody wants to focus on the bad doesn't mean the good's not there. This sounds to me like the government fucking with our kids. I'll be honest with you, this whole new world order attitude there a big part of it is the kids you you got to understand that they're thinking about 10 years from now yeah, yeah. the kids who are um uh let's picture let's talk about uh my friend Det's kid right he's seven and he had to go to school through all this covid shit seven's a good age this kid is brilliant he fucking codes fucking minecraft like God, you know, he's, he's not a dumb kid. He's very, he's also, he wants to be an actor. So he puts on plays and does performances. He's, he's very creative, artsy, strange, weird little kid. And he reminds me of me so much when I was a kid, like so much, like pretty much identical. So I love going over there and I'm getting to really, I, I love, he's my favorite experiment. You know what I mean? A kid that I get to go, I'll ask him stuff, you know, just basic shit to get an idea. That kid believes the government runs his life like you got to think he's seven eight soon and he'll fucking he's been told he's not allowed to go to school for two years unless he follows very specific rules and even then when you follow them you might just get sent home and told you're not allowed to come yeah did we have that no we had a strike when we were kids well you're a little older than me not much but we did have a strike when i was in elementary school you probably would have been just starting high school you might have been gone by then you're three years older than me well if you're 35 Uh, this year you'll be 40 this year so five years old yeah so yeah, I was in grade two or three. So I would have been seven or eight. Yeah, so you would have been still in elementary school. Do you remember the Mike uh, Harris strike? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you do. All right. So that's what we got. That was people standing up for freedom. That we got to, we got to, we got to learn about democracy. They sat. What did they do? <laughs> they sat down and talked in a room. Yeah. Twice, and Harris told them to suck a dick. The third time, the teachers told him to suck a dick. Fourth time, they were good. Right. <laughs> we got to see democracy in action yeah okay that's why i love this country that's why we are the way we are this kid's not getting that this kid's watching that fucking words hearing about that 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 our prime minister walking out so now little buddy i'll call him ginger too i like that (laughs) this kid thinks that if he doesn't like a situation he can just get him walk away that's what our leader's doing yeah like that's what he's being raised in so in 10 years when this kid can vote he's seven now so he'll be able to vote when he's 18 can you vote 18 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in another 10 years, he's going to vote. Do you think he's going to? Probably not, because if he 
tell you you don't have to go to school, you're not allowed to go, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Yeah. He's not going to vote. You think we got a problem with voting now? Wait till these fucking kids grow up that we're told you're not allowed to go to school. And when you do go, we're going to muzzle you with this mask. And I love the pictures. You ever see the pictures of the kids in school and every kid in the class is wearing a mask, but the two like adult guests are yeah. fucking maskless? That's what they're teaching. That's what are those kids feeling? Or in, in that, it's all. I remember being that age. I remember being a young, a smaller, short. You're walking on the street. Nobody gets out of the way for you. Remember that when you were a kid? You had yeah. A, you're in the mall, hold, hang beside your mom. And how many people are you walking around? Get out of my <laughs> fucking way. I'm a person too. Yeah. I have so much. I'm when I go to the mall or I'm in public. I'm so respectful of smaller children like that because I fucking hated that. You know, I'm a person too. And th these kids. Are now so they're already living in that world where the adults are are all around them and they can't get away. You know what I mean? Like they're already in that world where you're already feeling smaller and less important than everybody else, and you're trying yeah. to become a person. And now you're in a room where you're the, you and all your little peasant friends are wearing masks and they're not. Like it's just growing that gap of you're not good enough. You know what I mean? You do what we tell you, and if you don't, there will be consequences. Yeah. You want to hear your mom cry about her bank account getting frozen? Watch her fucking. Send money to GoFundMe for the truckers. We'll make your mommy cry, you little seven-year-old bitch. It's sad. That's the world those kids are going. What are they going to be like when they're 17, with, man? With the way everything was changing. Uh, even even yours, 12? Yeah, and she spent, and so that's grade eight, seven, eight. Yeah. So she's had the pat her grade six and seven were ruined. Seven and eight were ruined by COVID. Yeah. And, so, and, and she, I know you're, you guys got your pokes, and did, did you get your kids any? So you, she's been, not to be mean to you guys, but she's now seen that mommy will do whatever the government tells her. If they say get poked, I better get, I better get poked. So she's seen that. Now, I'm not shitting on you. You had to do it for work. You did it so she could go to school. You did it so she could have a life. I'm not shitting on you. I'm just saying it was part of the, it's part of the, the, of the narrative. Yeah. That, that kid now believes that she, mom did it. I mean, I have to. If the government, you know, in 10 years tells her to do Anything we will say no because we grew up with the strikes and the voting and the freedom. So we'll say what's up. She won't. Yeah, she's gonna say how high, and yeah. that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Now I I love Tan. I think she's great. I'm sure she's smart enough to grow up and not be like that. But I'm just saying her generation is gonna have that problem. I have full faith in your children. I'm sure your See, kids are I all mean, gonna be fine. I mean the scary but thing, but the general population. The scary thing with with everything that went on. And now having uh, the mandates kind of gone, she she texted me the one day yeah, saying like, for what was it all for? She texted me the one day saying she hates that it's weird, that it feels weird to not wear a mask. And I felt the same way uh, on the day that the the masks dropped. I went into Tim Hortons not wearing a mask, and I was the only one. And I, uh, like I have social anxiety, and I'm staring at everybody else. I'm like. And I'm scared and I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 I'm not going to let Don't the masks, I'm like, I'm not going to let the masks win. And I just just dealt with it. I'm like, fuck it. No, I'm better than this. I'm not going to let the masks win. Okay. So I'm with you on this. I will admit though, <laughs> this is the class separation right here. Um, even though you are not rich, we'll say that me and me and Mark are, are in a financial class. I'm probably a little lower than him because I run my own business, but uh, we get by, okay? But Mark lives in Whitby, which is a town where people usually have a lot of money. And the neighborhood he lives in is quite nice. So if you want to rob him, by all means. Anyways, <laughs> 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 jokes. But what I'm saying is, that's the difference. I live in the non-quan part of Oshawa, which is not a nice part of Oshawa. I mean, it's not that bad now. It's actually cleaned up a bit. It's a lot of single moms. But, um, you know, it's, 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 it's considered the poor area of that. 
the day the masks left, I went to a bunch of places on that Monday and no one was wearing anything. It yeah. was almost immediately overnight, not a single person. Then I went to the LCBO in Whitby and I was the only one without it. Yeah. Just like you. It was fucking hilarious. I went to the, actually, it might not have been Whitby. It might have been that one at Thornton and Roslyn. Is there an LC up that way? No, it was the Tims. I was at the Tims at Thornton and Roslyn. And I, that was, I was the oh, only okay. one without it. I was the yeah. only one without it. The LC we went to was Oshawa Center and no one had one. Yeah. But yeah, it was interesting. Just So the overall topic that we've kind of avoided was the 2010s, which we'll talk about on another episode. Yeah, we'll, but today, we'll get to it. But today we kind of talked about just people trying to control other people. We talked about that government-wise. We talked about that uh, on a normal civilian scale. Just like even when it came down to sexual assault and forcing yourself on somebody else, it's it's power. So we talked about power and trying to control other people. And it sucks on a government scale. It sucks on a, on a, on a regular everyday life scale. And it's something that shouldn't be done you shouldn't crave power over somebody else you should just live your own fucking life and you can mingle along the way i'm not saying hey beef be and let's be honest it starts with the kids like uh we're talking about you know the kids growing up not having sense of freedom and independence and knowing what what's worth fighting for you know like it's it's i don't have kids so i don't really get to say much but it's you it's you yeah, guys alex yeah. No, but I'm saying it's it's you guys' <laughs> job to, yeah. to, to instill those values now because yeah. God knows your government, your school, and your liberal left-wing dumbass family members that we all have. I mean, everyone's got a kid. <laughs> everyone's got liberal left-wing dumbass family members that are like, ah, do what they say, and they're not helping your children understand that they okay, are independent so, people that can make their own decisions. So in regards to what you just said, I want to say there's there's – more or less considered the left and the far left. Yeah, far left. Let's start talking about far left. Okay. There's so nothing, I no, don't actually, wanna, that's a lie. I don't want to no. just categorize. No, that is a lie. Center. Liberalism, true liberalism is center. So fuck the left. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> In this day and age, in this society, with the economy the way it is, fuck the left. Your left-wing views can suck my dick. Again, if you want to no, be, If you want to be a central liberal, a real liberal, a real liberal, I'm okay with that. I have nothing but respect for you. If you're leaning left and you want to be NDP, I'm okay with that. But that's where it fucking ends. It, you know, the, the true NDP, the Jack Layton NDP, not this bullshit that we're seeing now. Yeah. Okay? Talking about real NDP values. Talking about taxing people pretty highly to take care of the peasants, which is general socialism. And I'm not against that. And I'm not against someone having a good opinion on that. But right now, with the, I'm talking about if you keep thinking left, your children are going to grow up and be morons. That's the problem. We have to get closer to that center. If you're left right now, you need to get in the center. Get with the program. And if you're center, you need to move a bit right. We got to shift in order to keep, literally make sure the kids know what to fight for. And like I, the other part, second part of this rant is this sexual assault bullshit. We need to bring up quality human beings that aren't forcing themselves on other people to feel a sense of power. Maybe they're doing it because they didn't feel that sense. Of, almost everybody that's raping people was done it to, had it done to them everybody there's very few people out there that woke up and went i had a healthy sexual childhood i'm gonna rape that girl that doesn't happen so we need to do I, i'm sorry boys you need to be more like me you need to get some therapy you need to deal with your sexual issues you need to talk about it with a couple buddies i'm sure you got a buddy that got raped we're easy to find you know and, and we gotta we gotta have this conversation we gotta get past this so that you don't crave that powers and when you when you have kids you're only raising them to not be that way because it all starts with that same way raising kids to be racist why are we teaching kids about racism when they're six they don't know what the fuck it is you know what i mean so that that's 
the main focus of this is just 10 years from now, where the fuck are we going to be? We're going to be 50. We're going to be tired. Mm -hmm. We're going to be thinking about, can I retire? Do I have enough money to sell this fucking house and leave town? We're, we're have other things to worry about. Did, so the kids are going to run this country and what are we you've doing? You've seen Mr. Deeds, right? Of course. So, I mean, that has one of the best endings of any movie ever is when he's confronting all these corrupt kind of politicians and the board members and all that shit. And he's like, oh, what did you want to be when, when you were a kid? He's like, I wanted to be a veterinarian. What do you do now? Well, I run a slaughterhouse as well. You kind of went in the opposite direction there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a good wholesome ending in the sense that everybody was a kid one day with a dream that wanted to do something. So how about you just focus on doing something rather than running people? And if your dream, yeah. if your dream as a child is to run people, you, you need help. <laughs> seek, is, seek therapy on a whole other yeah. level. I just I want to control people. Fuck you. <laughs> our generation of millennials slash late Gen Xers, we are the best at breaking the cycle. Our racist parents, we've broken the cycle. I, I don't care what you, anybody says. There's a lot of interviews talking about Morgan Freeman and stuff like that where they talk about, yeah, it's not as bad as people say it is. They're playing it up a bit. You know what I mean? Talking yeah. about racism in Hollywood and stuff like that. We broke that cycle and we need to continue to do it by not letting the government influence our kids on it. You know what I mean? That's a big part of it. We need to break the cycle with the sexual assault. I know it happened to a lot of us, but we've got to raise our kids not to do it and save our kids from having it happen to them by raising them to be smart and not Uber with anybody and go to the bar. Like if you have a 17 year old daughter, 18 year old daughter, like fucking sit that little bitch down and please have a conversation about going to the bar with a few girlfriends. That girl that I was dating. Okay. I was playing the drums one night and she came in alone, a little hammered. We just started getting together. It was a new thing. And she came with two friends and she went outside to have a smoke and two guys tried to take her, grab her by the arm and pull her in a car and just take her. Like that, that area is known for human trafficking. Like it was fucking nuts. And she's like, I didn't even know it was happening until I was almost in the car. And then my two friends came out and saw what was happening and physically grabbed her arm and pulled her. And the guys got in the car and raced off and they, and they knew the guys, the two guys had been there before. Yeah. And so they went in and filed a report and the guy, we'll call him Ginger, <laughs> the bartender guy, he almost fucking, he, I'd never seen that guy so, so close to murdering a person. He was like going to go looking for them. Yeah. So it was crazy. I mean, I was scared. I could have never saw her again. Could have been the end of it right there. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of there now anyway, but you know what I mean? Like at the time it was fucking nuts. And that's, just one one night with one girl that I just met. Yep. Talk to your kids, man. Like you know what I mean. We keep uh, as much as it's no one's fault for getting raped. You can avoid situations where it's easier for it to happen. I didn't know that hanging out in North Oshawa at a bar, having a cigarette outside was so dangerous. Now she fucking knows. Yeah. I, I would tell every girl that's a friend of mine about this shit. So let's got to break this cycle, boys. We gotta break this cycle and make this country better than it is. Because right now it fucking sucks. Cue that music. All right, everybody. This was a, a little different than uh, than what we've been doing recently with the, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. We will continue that. However, we are at the end of this episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. We are available on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, Google, Stitcher, <laughs> all the stuff. Oh, man. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>